A few things to note, dear listener, before we jump to part two of the movie specials. Originally, uh, Daniel was going to join Jesse and I, and it was going to be, you know, a three-part attack on these movies, um, like we did with, uh, with movie special number three. Uh, but, like, real life got in the way. It was it was kind of more bizarre than a case of real life got in the way. Like, a, a freak accident got in the way. We're all fine, but, like, it was a, some bizarre incident that happened in the 11th hour. It's like, oh, crap. So, uh, we decided to um, just work with the best we had and just kind of split our focus so where all three of our voices were on this episode one way or another. Uh, two, I know that Stella used Sakio Wano Fusion or the end theme to movie 12 before, and I believe I've used it before, maybe? I do try to avoid repetition when it comes to the songs. I know. Uh, Sometimes it's, it's intentional if I do. Like, I believe I, I used this, like the Burst Summit theme twice on purpose. Maybe not. But um, if I use this before and I'm using it again, it's clearly intentional because the end themes to movie 12 and 13 are awesome. So, without further ado, let's jump right back into it. times do I have to tell you that if anyone's going to end your existence, it's going to be me. Vegeta? But how? I've been trying to answer that question myself, Kakarot. I don't know how I got my body back. It was as if death was a dream and I just woke up. Uh, it must have something to do with the check-in station being out of commission. It doesn't matter. I'm here and I'm ready to fight. That's that. Now stay back while I handle this. But he's strong. I don't think he can be beat. <laughs> Don't worry. I have one thing in my favor. I have nothing to lose. What do you mean? Don't say that! You've been good, Kakarot. I haven't. The afterlife, quite frankly, sucks for me. Fighting him will be a piece of cake. Anything's better than my existence here. Alright, movie 12. Now, first off, I would just like to say again, thank you, Stella, for doing a commentary on this. Uh, because I know I threw you in the deep end, and uh, you uh, acquitted yourself very well. So, thank you very much for that. That was quite awesome. Movie 12, Fusion Reborn. Uh, Fukatsu no Fusion, ironically enough. Uh, is one of the more famous movies in Dragon Ball Z, I would say. This movie is essentially starts uh, in the afterlife. We see Goku competing in the Otherworld Tournament, and while that's going on, uh, the check-in station at King Enma's uh, office, we see, uh, you know, how that's drawn. We see kind of, you know, people going to heaven and hell, mostly hell. And we see one of the uh, demons uh, manages the soul-cleansing machine. He's not really paying much attention. He's listening to his Walkman or whatever. So as a result, the soul-cleansing machine, you know, I, I think it's over... I don't know. It becomes too full, and as a result, uh, discombobulates and explodes, spilling all the uh, cleansed soul energy onto the living realm and the dead realm. Uh, and as a result, that teenager uh, turns into a fat, yellow, Majin Buu-like character called Janemba. 
Cue credits. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, so, this happens on, on planet Earth. They are overrun by zombies! Cue the Walking Dead theme. If it has a theme, I don't watch it. <laughs> so we see, um, you know, relatives go back to their families. We see Dracula for some reason, and um, even Hitler has joined in our party. Our old pal Hitler is back. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that, so that happens. Meanwhile, at uh, Mount Powell's, we see Videl is having lunch with uh, Gohan and his family. Uh, Chi Chi is shipping her with Gohan. When all of a sudden she gets on her Dick Tracy watch that there's trouble brewing. So she says, you know, they need the help of myself and Great Saiyan Man. So Gohan says, yes, they do. Uh, back on the in the afterworld, or afterworld, the other world, uh, Goku, Goku and his opponent slash rival Paikuhan, or Paikon as they call him in the English version, the green guy, the, the discount Piccolo, as as Stella would call him. Now, have we seen him before? We okay. You and I have not. He's in a fill. He's in, again. He's in the filler arc between the Cell Games and the Boo arc. He's not from the manga, but uh, he's in filler episodes. And it's basically like you know, uh, whenever Piccolo is too busy or can't be bothered, he's bringing him. So, so he's a dead fighter who uh, likes to fight with Goku. Cause yeah, like he looked familiar. Oh, he was but... in the uh, the episodes where King Boo was fighting the Afterworld or uh, Afterlife with Yamcha and Krillin. He's there too. Okay, maybe that was it. He, he looked familiar, but also, he looks like Piccolo. Like, <laughs> Ridiculously so. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Did they change up Piccolo's look? What is this? Like, <laughs> we couldn't have just had Piccolo in here. I guarantee the movie would have been better. <laughs> As would Stella. <laughs> so, Pycon's, or Pycon's here. I don't like Pycon, but the Pycon's here, and they're both ordered by the Grand Kai. We see all the, all the other Kais in this, in this movie to uh, go to the check-in station and see what's going on. And when they get there, the check-in station and all the other the afterlife dimensions are turned into gigantic crystallized jelly beans. Um, because of this, uh, they need to find the source of this power, and they find Janemba. And uh, he seems pretty powerful, so Goku goads him into fighting, to, into battling in the lower realms of hell, while Paikuhan tries to free uh, Lord Enma. And um, Paikuhan realizes that, like you know, the way to free the different dimensions is to break them by insulting them. Because it's a comedy, you see. While that's going on, Gohan, uh, the Great Saiyan Man and Videl are fighting all of the uh, 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 zombies in um, on Earth. In fact, we even we even see uh, Mister Satan beat up some zombies, and is kind of remorseful that the the media isn't there to actually see him beat somebody for once. <laughs> Too sorry for him. Um, at one point, uh, they look across the street and are accosted by Frieza. Frieza's back! Whoa! How timely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Gohan's like, It's Frieza! Uh, ah, you know, I- I'm, I- I'm pleased to know that, like, my name is known throughout the cosmos. You don't remember me, but we fought on Earth. When I was a kid on Planet Namek. I said Earth. Yeah, Namek. And, um, Gohan's like, you know, You're Goku's son! Yes, and he does, like, you know, this big Power Rangers Sentai pose. My name is Gohan, and... But I was like, you're so cool. So, uh, Frieza says, the sins of the father will be passed down to the son. Kill him! And every single movie villain that we've seen up to this point rises from hell to attack. Is it every movie or a villain, or is it just every villain that if you, Frieza... If you pause, you see, like, the Bio-Warriors, and I'll call them that, from movie two. You see Lord Slug's henchmen. You see Bojack and the Galaxy Warriors. It's all the movie villains, which is kind of cool. It's cooler there? Um, 
I don't know. That'd be funny if it was. I, I, if you look, uh, there, there's a there's a poster. Okay, there's a poster, and um, that has kind of all this you can kind of see. I'm not sure. Maybe it is. Actually, maybe cooler. I think cooler is on the poster. Because I could have swore I saw a raccoon. Yeah, the, the Guinea Force is there. The Guinea Force is there. So it is, it is a big reunion. So can go on defeat all these villains. Well, it doesn't matter because um, it doesn't matter that all these villains are attacking Gohan because Gohan just flies towards Frieza, punches him in the stomach, and he explodes in smoke. The end. <laughs> and that's how uh, Re- uh, Resurrection F should end, basically. Yeah, like this. This doesn't bode well for Re- Resurrection F. <laughs> Pretty much. Like I saw this, I was like, "Wait, so he can just maybe you could say he's weaker because he's uh, apparition." I don't know, but yeah, I was like, "What? Freezer just got one punched?" Even if you take into account Gohan being stronger than he was, or stronger than even Goku was, really, he just one punched him, and then all his henchmen run away. <laughs> They're like, "Oh no!" And they kind of just like fly away. <laughs> they jump, they jump yeah. off the buildings. Yeah, it's like an army of uh, henchmen, just like we've seen in Resurrection F, just like we've seen in the previews, and they just run away. I'm like, like I, I, I feel like if I if I didn't take Re- Resurrection F into account, this scene would probably would have been cool. No, <laughs> I, I quite like it to be honest, but I, I know what you mean. Like, it is a bit of a anticlimax. But yeah, it's it's like I can't unsee what I know is going to happen. Like, <laughs> and it's like, well, um. Okay, it does seem like he's kind of jobbing a little easily, but... A bit, yeah. Meh. What are you going to do? Yeah, I think it would, it would feel worse, a lot worse, if it were Cell, or even like, you know, Kid Boo. Well, I... I, 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 I do buy it, because Gohan is so much stronger than Frieza. I buy that he can do it, even in his normal state. Um, anyway. So, yeah, like, I, we definitely need to see Frieza get a lot stronger in the next movie. <laughs> oh, well, he better be. <laughs> he can't just show up again and impose a threat. So, uh, while that's happening, Goten and Trunks uh, battle Hitler and his army. Yeah, Hitler doesn't just have a cameo in this movie. He's like... An ongoing character. He's like the sub-boss. They, they go Super Saiyan, and so Hitler's like, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, maybe we should recruit them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the, the bit I was talking about that was similar to Satan, Satan. Right. Like, I don't know how well to go over... Like if this was an American American uh, show, like that, w- that was produced, I don't, I don't know if Americans would let us like make this. I don't know if this would go over in G- Germany because I know they kind of ban all references to the World War II. Oh yeah, G- Germany is like the worst. <laughs> they want nothing to do with the past. <laughs> it never happened. Um, so that, that, that's that's going on. Goku's fighting the fat Janemba in the dimension hell, which is kind of weird, uh, and. He's fighting several Janimbas at once because Janimba can do that. He's fighting all these different blasts. At one point, he fires a Kamehameha, but Janimba, in his little palm, has a clone Goku and fires back at him, which is kind of cool. Um, so Goku's like, okay, I need to take this more seriously. So he, he briefly goes to Super Saiyan 2, but Janimba's proving to be a lot more powerful and firing all these different blasts at him. So it's, this can be felt up in the upper realm where Paikuhan is still trying to free Lord Enma. So at this point, Goku just resolves to power up, and he begins yelling, and he keeps yelling, and he keeps yelling, and yelling and yelling and yelling. <laughs> You've all seen the movie. He yells continuously until he transforms into Super Saiyan 3. So he says, congratulations, only Majin Buu has pushed me this far. You're going down. 
So Super Saiyan three Goku just basically goes all out and and uh, wails on Janemba to the point where he like you know kind of slices him in half with in a powered up fist. And Goku's like, huh, that ended a lot sooner than usual actually. But then he sees the uh, the remains of Janemba kind of morph into this more fearsome red and purple evil looking Janemba who looks really crazy. So Goku's like, I have a bad feeling about this. Um, so. Uh, they, they start to battle a bit, and Janimba has proven... Earlier in the fight, Fat Janimba had uh, the ability to kind of punch one way, and the, the punch would come out of this time dilation portal into another side, so... <laughs> as... <laughs> I had to throw that in there. It's like the spot. Absolutely. So, as that's going on, uh, Goku's trying to, to fight, but he kind of gets, you know, hit on these different sides, and you really can't keep a beat on him. Janimba comes up, uh, kind of creates a sword out of a little stone thing and really starts to uh, put the hurt on Goku to where Goku falls into the bloody pond which is kind of this in this sort of cone dimension and as it's being sliced down Goku's almost finished an errant energy blast comes in and uh, interrupts the fight and all of a sudden Goku is saved by Vegeta dun 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 like, Vegeta what are you doing here oh there'll be player time for explanations later you know oh it must be because the, the check-in station is messed up who cares? I'm here and I'm ready to fight. And he kind of complains about, you know, life sucks when you're dead and in hell, so I'd rather be fighting. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it was kind of like a dream. <laughs> it's as if death was a dream and I just woke up. So he throws his uh, hat into the ring and starts battling Janemba. And it seems to do decently for like 10 seconds until Janemba uh, watches an episode of the Boo Arc and realizes that he can strangle him, so he does a whole stretchy, <laughs> stretchy arm choking thing. And Vegeta is quickly uh, outmatched. So, Goku and Vegeta kind of like, you know, teleport around, and they hide in this mountain of needles where Jinem is trying to find them. And Goku says, look, we can't be- beat him. He's too strong. We need to use the fusion. And um, Vegeta says, I'd rather die than fuse with you. And Goku's like, die, huh? Yeah, that's, that's funny about that, because I think you're already dead. Uh, we have no choice. And um, as, as, as uh, more time passes, Vegeta kind of starts crying, because Goku's so much more <laughs> powerful than him. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. That's the best way to explain it. Well, yeah, he just starts like. <laughs> Goku has to console him. Here, here, let's not fight. We haven't seen each other in a while. We don't have to use the fusion right now. So, uh, but then, but Vegeta just says, "Okay, fine. I'd rather you know fuse and be pitied." So, Goku, uh, so he uh, teaches him the movement. You know, like, which we've seen before, like the whole posing technique with you know yeah this is this is the the fusion dance not not the poronga rings yes yeah yeah like the whole the, 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 technique, the, rings, yeah. the technique so he and like as piccolo and the others reacted vegeta's like are you kidding me i'm not doing that it's the only way but eventually they, they uh, end up doing it they fuse someone's fingers out of alignment and as a result we see the uh result of their fusion which is uh called by the kai's veku and he's kind of fat and useless. Hmm. So, hmm. for the next... It looks like Yajirobe. He really does with the vest and everything. So, for the next ten minutes, we see this fat fusion fight Janemba and kind of, you know, run around, fart all over him and get beat up. And, um, the f- eventually the fusion wears off and Goku and Vegeta are like, wondering what happened. King Kai says that Vegeta's finger was out of alignment, so they resolve to do it again. Paiku Kong shows up to, you know, give them more time and starts throwing insults at Janemba to kind of, you know, distract him while they fuse. Janemba teleports in the back of PyCon and knocks the crap out of him with both fists. Um, but by that point, uh, the fusion is a success, and we see 
Gogeta. Oh yes. He's, he famously uh, remarks, I am neither Goku nor Vegeta. I am the one who will defeat you. So, uh, he is so powerful that he kind of just throws a bit of wind at, at Janemba, and several attacks just ha- happen on his chest. He flips it uh, back to him, and knees him in the neck several times. Sweet. Um, and then uh, he throws a, a beam of light at him, and nothing seems to happen at first, but then Janemba realizes that he's dying, and explodes! And the creature is turned back into the demon teenager from the beginning, so he's safe, and he runs away. Um, this, this in turn, puts everything back to where it was with Janemba defeated. Earth is rid of all those zombies. And, and Hitler. Yeah, go, Hitler's gone forever. He wasn't just... Oh, by the way, uh, Goten and Trunks inexplicably knew that their father's uh, fused, so they turned to Gotenks, and the super ghost kamikaze attack destroys all of Hitler's armies. So that happens. Oh, and I love that, that pretty much every scene above Earth is drawn in a different style. Yeah, the go to the trunk stuff is like done with, with like a, a sharpie outline. Yeah, it's like it's like very cartoony. I don't know if that's supposed to like uh, soften the idea that they're fighting Hitler, but <laughs> as much as you can, I guess. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting uh, approach they did. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, I, I don't know why they did, but it was, it was definitely visually interesting. So uh, the day is saved. Goku and Vegeta bid farewell. The chicken station is back where it was. Uh, Gohan and Videl and Chunks and Goten fly away. And the dub tells us that while this is all going on, apparently Gohan and Videl were just making out. <laughs> which is an observation I did not know until Stella pointed out, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> and um, uh, I, I, I need to let to mention that they tried using the Dragon Balls to uh, save the day, but it didn't work. So the dragons kind of still left wanting to know what their wish is. The end. So, Jesse, what are your thoughts on Fusion Reborn? Um, this was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a grander scale. You know, like you were saying earlier, you like for these movies to kind of be the fate of the world. And this is this is pretty high. This is pretty high on that list. Uh, I do wonder, like, wh- where in the timeline does this take place? <laughs> or where is it supposed to? Because Vegeta's dead. This kind of... T- I, I'm talking about this with uh, Daniel. This, this definitely kind of takes place in the nowhere zone. Where I, I there's no no one says anything about it. I kind of assume that like this is sort of like in a world where maybe Gotenks beat Boo because they reference Majin Boo, and Gotenks goes Super Saiyan, but we don't see. I mean, Vegeta's still dead. Goku's still dead. We don't see Mister Gohan anywhere. So it's it's somewhere between that. I know I know uh, in technology, it takes place between uh, episodes two fifty eight and two fifty nine, and that's around the time where they were like fighting Gotenks in the hyperbolic time chamber. So like, like mm-hmm. that's that's when the movie came out. So, but in terms of like the continuity, this is obviously on continuity. So. <laughs> that's that's what I got. I was, I was making sure. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I I like this one a, a good bit. I mean, kind of the continuity thrown to the wind because obviously it makes no sense. But uh, seeing some of the characters interacting as they do was pretty interesting. I, I don't like discount Piccolo. Oh, you don't like, you don't like PyCon? No, I mean, I don't mind him as a character, but he's just, he's so derivative of Piccolo. Like, a little bit, yes. <laughs> he's, he's literally filling that, that gap. It's like, well, well, okay, I don't know why you would just not add the character we want to see in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought Goku, I, I like how they implemented Goku in here in that, okay, because this is the only one of the films we watched today that... He's the main part of the character. Well, yeah, he's he's the main, you know, intact, a protagonist. Right. I like how they kept him dead, but they still made the story relevant so that he could actually do something. Yeah, I like how it's, it's, it's a battle on two fronts. It's on Earth and in the afterlife, and 
he and and he's on in the afterlife with him and Vegeta, and then on Earth it's like Gohan, Videl, and the others. Yeah, so uh, I like it a lot better than Goku magically getting resurrected at the very end <laughs> that, for no reason. That ending movie of movie ten really sucked. That uh, I like Vegeta showing in it, um, even though he does cry like a little whiny kid. <laughs> but uh, that was cool. I, I generally don't like when the character will pop up at the very end and kind of save the day. But being that essentially all hell is loose, literally, it makes sense that Vegeta would be there or that he would be able to kind of manifest again. And you don't really need much of an explanation when Frieza is coming back for no reason. Mm-hmm. I thought it made sense with the story. And, of course, the transformation at the end was pretty epic. Mm-hmm. As short-lived as it was, ultimately. As, well, I, I guess that just shows how powerful they are. But. Yeah, I, I, this is one of those things where, like, out of all the Deus Ex Machina endings, I... I don't mind this at all because he is kind of Gogeta is kind of built up. Yeah, we we are kind of teased him, and the at this point the technique isn't coming out of the blue. Yeah, we, we we've never seen Goku and Vegeta do the fusion dance, so I bought that they're powerful enough to beat the guy in one hit essentially. So it's a bit of a Deus Machina, but it's one that like I think it, I can swallow the easiest. Yeah. Now, what did you think of the villain? I was Janimba, to be honest. Um, he's he's definitely comparable to Majin Buu and like the the silly fat one, like the more serious thin one. But I think he's visually interesting. And I'm not maybe this maybe this just might be me, but I'm not always thinking about Boo when I see him, because he is a, a different enough that I think he makes for a very interesting antagonist that uh kind of keeps you interested for for the majority of the movie. What do you think about him? I agree. Um, when I first saw him, I did automatically think like, oh, okay, yeah, he, he's he's got kind of that rotund look like Boo. Mm-hmm. But after that, he kind of he went his own way enough that it wasn't so. Derivative. He wasn't like uh, with offshoot Piccolo. That's all I could think of. <laughs> like, like he appears on screen, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> he really is, which is unfortunate. But, uh, but especially, and then he transforms into his final form, and that's probably one of the coolest designs for everyone I've seen on the show. This design is terrific. I agree, absolutely. I mean, it's very menacing. It's it's unique enough, but still Dragon Ball. Like mm-hmm. you still get the the kind of cues from Dragon Ball. But he doesn't come off as like a ripoff of any existing character, and his color scheme to me is is fairly unique as well. Yeah, I, I again, uh, this is one of those movies I mentioned that like is is extremely popular. Like, like, like movie eleven, this is one of those movies that like you know people just talked about before we actually saw it. Like you know, Gogeta shows up and he fights Janemba in hell, and, and like oh, what's Janemba look like? And like someone found on on the internet and found what it looks like. It's like holy crap, this guy looks. You know, he has, he has a red sword. It's like he's pretty awesome. <laughs> he doesn't do much, but he's pretty awesome. I mean, it makes sense that if you're gonna essentially, he's the combination of all the souls in hell. He does look vaguely like uh, like the devil, like a, a demon type looking character, which right. I, can, I can buy completely. What do you think about his powers? His sort of like you know the dimension portal things. The way he kind of fights. Uh, it makes sense. Like I said, you know, for, for his combination and for them being on like another plane since it's not on earth i can buy them a lot easier mm-hmm. and they don't kind of fly in the face of anything they don't overpowered mm-hmm. and to me everything he uses makes sense to basically make it so that they have to fuse at the end like this is the that's the only way that they can defeat him because he's shown to be a very powerful villain yeah right but it's, it's not just like him just being so strong it's like he, the way he fights is, is like unlike anything they fought before yeah exactly he's not just his punch is stronger than any other punch yeah 
it's like he has abilities that they have not seen before, which I really liked. Absolutely. Oh, going off that point, what did you think about the animation in this movie? Because this one had a lot of like incorporated some like three D elements. You know the way they kind of they kind of did some of the shine on it. I, I think personally that this is some of the best animation that seems, the series has seen. What did you think? Well, I did too. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier the sort of wacky animation we get up top in the in the Earth scenes. But that does kind of differentiate, and it does show that some effort into the animation of this, uh, other than just you know, like basically what you what you have to do to get the movie produced. They they spent some time on this, and between all the like you said the, the slight computer animations, like when the um, what was it the the dimension they go into the cube or not the cube the triangular dimension, yeah, that's a very cool visual, mm-hmm. and that's not something that's easy to do. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't look bad or dated because it's 20 years ago. It looks pretty unique and interesting. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, to think that's 20 years ago, and this is really the first film where I could I could look at those graphics and point them out, but not in, in a bad way. Not like, oh, look at that horrible computer graphics. It was right. like, oh, hey, look, that's that's something new. Right. No, I, I, I agree. I, I think this one just – this movie in general, I, I quite like. I, I like this movie. It is fun as hell. <laughs> It's. It, I would argue this is one of the more of the breezier movies. I mean, besides you know, Fighting in Hell and Fusing and Janimba, it's pretty. It's it's mostly comedy, but it does it in a way that you know through fighting, in a way that that is very engaging. I think, and I I, I find this to be a lot of fun. I agree. This is this is a vast improvement over the last two we've watched. It really is. <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I don't know if this was done for, through any sort of anniversary or whatever, because it feels it feels special. It feels like you know this is some sort of like big thing but it's, it's just a fun movie um you know you, there's cameos of all the villains we see frieza again for a second um you know vegeta i think this is almost vegeta's movie in some bits because he kind of his angst his wanks actually kind of takes up a large part of the plot yeah it does it does seem like you said something special because of yeah the, the culmination of all the villains you've got a lot of different characters in the plot and doing syndicate stuff, you know. Yeah, Videl doesn't really, I guess, fight a lot, but she's still there in the plot, making making a difference. And you you, you don't forget she's there, right? Uh, same thing with Gohan. He still he gets a moment to shine when he just, when he just beats the crap out of Vegeta with one punch, essentially. Oh, uh, Frieza, yeah. Oh, Frieza. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, Vegeta gets his moments. Um, both Gohan, both Goku and Vegeta, and even the the two kids. You know, when Gotenks, Gotenks, and uh. Go to Zunks. Right. Like they all kinda had a good showing in this movie. It was it was a fun movie. It wasn't like, you know, at the expense of any other character. Um it was colorful. It was it was I don't know, this, this, this is like, I, I don't think I can't find anything bad to say about this movie really. Um I mean even again, even the ending I, I completely buy because he was kinda Goji was kinda bigged up and as a name I, I quite prefer Gogeta to Vegito. Although I like Vegito, okay, but I, 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 um, I remember, uh, I think that like uh, the YouTube channel, uh, did you know, which talks about like background information on anime, I think it was them that like uh, when they had the direction for dubbing Vegito, you know, the, the Patoring fusion, mm-hmm. it was like Sean Schimmel was doing the dialogue, and then Christopher Sabat would like you know voice Vegeta trying to sound like Goku to do Vegito's voice, so they do the, the, the double voice thing, and it was the opposite here with Gogeta, where like. Sabat would say the dialogue how Vegeta would say it and then Shimmel's Goku would say the dialogue how Vegeta would say it too 
So, like, the personality is kind of different. He's not as, like... He's not more serious than Vegeta is Gogeta, even though we see him for like half a second. Because, yeah, it would, it would add some of that... The Vegeta character, but spoken through Goku's voice. Right. Which I, 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 it, it kind of cuts to the chase and gets that very much like that superhero thing we talked about earlier, but in a way which which feels right. And I, I love the design of them. Essentially, I mean, essentially Goku with Vegeta's widow peak, but yes, <laughs> it, it worked. It is absolutely, and yeah, I, I like the black vest. I think it's kind of cool. Um, I like uh, I know that like in in the game um Ultimate Battle Twenty Two, when you input a code to make it Ultimate Battle Twenty Seven. Uh, he's a play, he's a playable character, which is quite fun. No, I uh, I'm not sure what else to, to, to mention about this. I mean, I, I like a lot of it. Uh, I really do. I mean, I think this is um, this is again, this is one of the more popular movies that they ever did, and again, one of those one for for good reason. Um, I think I think it's one of the better movies. I don't know if it's one of if it ranks on one of my favorites personally, because. I'm not sure. I mean, it, it is it is a lot more fun. Um, I, I guess I, I might just like the other ones better, but like this is definitely this this one definitely has a, a sense of fun that the other ones don't, and like nothing feels crappy like the other movies kind of had. Yeah, nothing, nothing sticks out as like like oh, this is stupid. It makes no sense to me. It's almost like it's I feel that the last glut of movies to one end or another were kind of hit or miss, mediocre or outright bad. This one feels like the one where they really put in like you know. An original idea, as reminiscent of the boost like as it might be. Um, and, and again, like you know, this one to its popularity, it has a lot of very memorable quotes that people have you see quoted elsewhere. Like you know, when Vegeta says, "I'd rather die than fuse with you," and you're already dead. That's a famous line. <laughs> His uh, "I'm not Goku or Vegeta, the one who defeats you." That's a famous line. Um, Goku's whole, uh, you know, uh, only Majibu has seen it as this form. What did you think about that transformation sequence? Uh, as long as it was. <laughs> and it was long. Yes. Uh, no, I liked it. Uh, that, um, I yeah. thought it was interesting that he said only Majin Buu has seen me like this. So mm-hmm. that was, like, that kind of directly ties it to the Buu saga. It directly ties it in a, in a, it's weird in that it, it ties it to a time frame, but at the same time, it's it's not in continuity. Yeah, kind of, it's a bit of a weird. Um, I think that's my favorite Super Saiyan transformation sequence. Because the yell is never ending. I mean, it's, it's clearly looped. I think this might be the time that Sean Schimmel yelled so much he passed out. I mean, that that might I think it's either this one or one of the video games. But he yells and doesn't stop. And I think that like uh, that works really well because the Japanese version has uh, Nawaza just yell like three times. But like the visuals are great. I like the fact that like the the the, the surroundings kind of switch colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it really adds that th- these movies really make Super Saiyan three to be a big deal. And I think it really works. So yeah, this is one of my favorite transformation sequences of all time. I will say that Super Saiyan three, it it never gets to the point where it's not a big deal. Like it, like they do a pretty good job of keeping that mm-hmm. a, a sacred transformation. As and opposed not to Super Saiyan, do it. Yeah, as, right. as opposed to where you know, oh hey, my children go Super Saiyan. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. And it's still something that's pretty well reser- you know, preser- reserved for the big events. Or the ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know what else I'd say, but I, I, I very much like this. Uh, I'm ready for scores. Do you have anything else? 
Uh, no, I'm ready to score it as well. All right, out of seven, what'd you give it? Uh, I think I think I'll give it a seven. Okay, very cool, very cool. Um, I'll give it a six point five. I'll give it six and a half. I do very much like it. I don't love it just because I just like it. the ones I love. I like a lot better, but I think this one is is by far one of the better ones we've had in a long time, and definitely in the top tier of DBZ movies. This one's great. Check it out. I agree. Tapion, do you have any brothers or sisters? A brother, yes. <laughs> I knew it! What's he like? He was a good kid, with a good heart. What about your planet? Is it anything like Earth? Sort of. My home was in the South Galaxy, a small planet called Konos. Green, lush forests, water so clear you could see the bottom of the deepest ocean. It was a beautiful world, before the nightmare, Heruda Garden. A phantom of mist and shadow. What it found in peace, it left in pieces, decimated. It was said they were many, but we only saw one. It reduced the land to ash and hunted my people to the brink of extinction. There were only a handful of us left when a miracle happened. Welcome to stay the night. We've got plenty of room. Besides, I know Trunks will be happy if you're here when he wakes up. I can't stay. Why not? Forget what Hoy told you. Having me around is dangerous. Uh, dangerous? You don't really seem dangerous to me, Tapion. Why don't you tell me about it? Alright, finally... We have... How long have we been doing this? <laughs> We've got uh, the final Dragon Ball Z movie until 2009. <laughs> the Wrath of the Dragon, also famously known as Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Fist Explosion. If Goku can't do it, who will? Indeed. <laughs> it's literally called that. So... This movie begins... This movie begins in an interesting way because there's a character that we've never seen before. A kind of young-looking character with a red spiky mohawk and a sword. Uh, basically gets stepped on by this wacky monster. And this guy says... In the background says, Now we go to Earth. Roll credits. Hmm. Um, so on Earth, as the credits are still rolling, interestingly enough, uh, we see uh, a bank robbery uh, being stopped by Great Saiyaman. And Great Saiyaman 2, which is bizarre, or Great Saiyan Girl, Great Saiyan Woman, <laughs> whatever Videl wants to call herself, because it's her. <laughs> so they fight the bad guys, and um, we kind of stick with them for a while as, as they're fighting the bad guys and rush back to Orange Star High School, where they're late for a class, and then they must pop out again because there's another, oh, there's, a, there's a report of a, of, a of a potential suicide, so they uh, escape class again. So uh, they fly towards... 
Um, did you know the name of this build, this this, this uh, architecture? Because it looks like a realistic Japanese building. I I recognize it, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I want you to like Google it real quick. Spire. Like, it's it's a big. It looks like it's legitimately realist. Realist. Okay, I can't find it. Um, anyway, it's it's a big pointy building, or uh, or a piece of architecture. And this 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 short fellow with pink uh, wrinkly skin and weird looking antennas on, on either side of his cheeks. Uh, is threatening to jump off. Siaman and Sia Woman. I'm not calling her Siaman too. This this weird. Uh, say we'll help you. Although Videl is a lot more excited back to class, so he jumps and they and they catch him. And he explains that uh, they need to help him find the legendary warrior Tapion, and that uh, he needs to help in releasing uh, this magical box that he just ha- so happens to have. And no one can open it, but uh, maybe the dragon can do so. So Videl is a little suspicious, but Gohan's like, sure, why not? So, they all go to Bulma's place, and I guess Krillin, Goku, and Goten were interested in seeing what's going on, so they're there too. And, um, they use the, they summon the Dragon Balls, which, which after finding the Dragon Balls, because they do, we actually do see them look for the Dragon Balls, they summon Shenlong and have him release uh, the box, <laughs> which is a lot easier than what he's usually asked to do. He's like, oh, this is easy. So, um, the music box is opened, and Tapion is released. And Tapion is a like 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 the kid at the beginning. It's a guy with white skin, green eyes, red hair, red mohawk, kind of and sort of like you know, kind of uh, brown body armor and a sword. Keep an eye on that sword. That that will come back later. Um, and an orchid of time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's a bit he's a bit miffed that uh, the box is open that he was awake and released. And uh, behind everyone looking at Tapion, we see Hoy creepily kind of like glowing and saying "wahahahahaha," but no one notices this for another several minutes. Um, so he kind of just like walks off and, and tries to stay awake uh, and not fall asleep. Um, for as we will later find out, if he falls asleep, then the world will be doomed. Uh, he, but although Trunks takes quite a shine to him and thinks that he's pretty cool, so he tries to bring him food and tries to become his friend, but Tapion doesn't want to get to know him because. He's a brooding, he's a brooding loner kind of guy, and um, Bulma takes notes that like maybe Gohan, uh, Trunks has been je- jealous of Goten having an older brother, so he's putting those emotions onto Tapion, which kind of sucks for Tapion. Um, later, the city is being attacked by a lower part of the body with no torso, just legs and a tail, that is completely annihilating the city, completely just wrecking it. Uh, Gohan and Videl are called into action in costume, and. They, they can't do much. They're kind of blown back away. So Gohan powers up. I guess he's missing Gohan at this point. So he, he uh, activates the power that he learned from the old Kai. And starts to actually put the hurt on this, this lower monster's body. It's so weird. And blast it. So uh, an unmasked Saiyan woman says, Gohan, you did it! But he, he knows that the fight isn't over yet. And as the smoke clears, he sees Tapion playing his flute. And he sees a masked creature on top of a building. He's like, hmm... So clearly Tapion's the villain, of course. So, uh, that happens. So we go back to uh, Bulma's place where Tapion is still rebuffing all of Trunks' friendship advances. Uh, at one point, Hoy shows up and says, Hey, he's the guy who's trying to destroy the city. It's him. Give me the the flute. But uh, Trunks does the right thing and hands the flute back to Tapion. And um, Tapion, I guess, or, I forget what Hoy does. I think he just flies away. So, uh, Tapion now knows that he, that he can trust Trunks, decides to uh, hang out with him a little bit, while Videl and Bulma are talking about, uh, you know, what Gohan saw and how Tapion's acting to kind of figure out if he can really be trusted. 
uh, Tapion puts Trunks to bed, and, and uh, Trunks asks, hey, do you have any family this boy had a brother once? Before he gets into his flashback that just yet, Trunks falls asleep. So as he's walking out of the house, Bulma says, hey, stay here with us, and Tapion's like, you know, you don't, don't, don't be near me, I'm, I'm in trouble. So he delivers to Bulma his backstory. He's from the planet uh, Kanats, where an evil group of magicians called the Kashvar uh, thought themselves to be superior over everything and summoned to life an evil monster called Harudagarn. This uh, monster was so uh, dis- un- indestructible that it destroyed most of uh, Tapion's planet. But he and his brother Minusha were given... Try to keep it straight. They were given these flutes to kind of, you know, hold the creature at bay while another member of their race destroyed him with their uh, powerful divine sword. And so the two halves of Harutagarn were sealed inside of Minosha and Tapion, and they themselves were sealed into music boxes and shot on opposite ends of the galaxy. <laughs> that escalated quickly. So, basically, as long as they're asleep, the, the, the monster cannot be revived, and because he's awake right now, he knows that the planet is in big trouble. And because the lower half is uh, walking around, he figures that his brother's been killed. So, Bomo says, you know what, it sucks that you have to stay awake. Let me build you a machine so where you can keep the monster inside of you, but you can also still rest. So, uh, she, do, she does just that, and he tries to use it, but immediately that doesn't, that doesn't work, and the other half of Harutagarn is summoned, and Hoy shows up to uh, basically destroy the planet. Uh, Bulma calls in uh, Goku's family, and uh, Trunks dresses into his uh, Dragon Ball Z costume, and uh, Videl's there as well. And so they, they're all trying to figure out what happened, what's happened to Tapion because he's disappeared. Tapion shows up and says, you guys have got to kill me. That's the only way that we can stop Harutagarn. And of course, they don't really want to do that. And then Harutagarn shows up fully, you know, and his complete half. And, um, and it's basically destroying everything. He starts destroying the uh, Castle Corporation compound. So uh, Goku's like, screw this. And he, Goten and, and Gohan, uh, launch a full-fledged assault on Hudagarn. But as big as he is, and he is like giant size, he's fast enough, they kind of teleport around, they can't get a beat on him. So he has, they all get start, get, start getting beaten up. Um, at one point, Vegeta shows up and says, Hey, you ruined my house, dude! And attacks, uh, but he doesn't do much. He's flown into another building, so the fight's being taken into the city nearby, and he manages, he does manage to save the people inside of the office, but he kind of quickly passes out. Um, the Z fighters are trying to, as much as they can, but they're quickly getting taken down. Goten and Trunks quickly fused uh, to become Gotenks, and Gotenks immediately goes Super Saiyan 3, and fires his Dai missile at Hurudagarn, which seemingly defeats him, it kind of turns him into a hard shell, but then this shell only reveals that Hurudagarn has another form, which is sort of this kind of larva cell, kind of bug-looking form. And knocks Gotenks out so hard that Gotenks immediately goes back to Goten and Trunks, which is kind of cool. Um, Gohan's taken down. Videl's set on fire and taken down. <laughs> Goku is the one still standing, but as Super Saiyan 2, he's still not uh, stronger fast enough to, to beat him. So, at one point, T- uh, Tapion decides to play the flute and trying to hold the creature at bay, and it does work a bit. Uh, so, Trunks wakes up and says, Hey, you're, it's working! He gives a sword to Trunks and says, You must kill me! Do it now! It's the only way to save your planet! But uh, So Trunks is given the sword and hesitates and starts crying. We don't want to kill you! Hoy says, Hooray! Kill them, Hurudagarn! And then Hurudagarn kind of like, like, looks away and, and mindlessly steps on Hoy. Ha <laughs> um, ha! At this point, Goku just says, F it, and goes Super Saiyan 2, destro- or Super Saiyan 3, I mean, destroying buildings in the process. <laughs> and he says, you know, bring it on, bitch, I'm still standing. 
So, as he's taking uh, Hrodegarn's hits and, you know, uh, he's still powerful enough to go toe-to-toe, Trunks takes the sword and slices his tail in half, which severely damages Hrodegarn. He goes into, uh, I don't know, defeat Hrodegarn, but uh, Goku says, No, Trunks, this is my movie! Trunks is like, What? So Goku pulls out his uh, Nintendo controller, you know, presses down, forward, punch, says, Sure you can! And the day is saved, the end, and then nothing else happens. Okay, okay, not, I guess not yet. So, uh, he fires his, uh, his classic Dragon Fist, a move we've never seen before, and uh, Hurigarn is defeated. Hooray for Goku! So, Bulma builds uh, Tapion a time machine. I'm not sure why. <laughs> and, or how. Yeah, I know. And uh, before he goes, he says, Trunks, I'm, I'm glad to be your friend. Here, take the sword. I guess, in some ways, it's always been yours. Dun, dun, dun. And he was like, you know, kind of like spins into uh, the world, or, or time and space. And as the movie ends, we see flashbacks, flash forwards of future Trunks using the sword that he was given by Tapion, confusing the Dragon Ball fandom for years to come. The end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but can I briefly give my thoughts before I get into you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think this is really very good. This is a very, very good movie. It's interesting because it is unlike anything we've seen before in the movies. It's very cinematic. It's a legitimately uh, unique story that's not reminiscent of a, of a lot of Boosaka stuff. And the animation is terrific. And if it weren't for the dumbass ending... This could have been an all-time classic. Like a stone-cold classic Dragon Ball Z story. Um, so I really, really like this movie. What did you think? Uh, I'm on the same page with you. I thought it was really interesting. A good setup. Unique story. Um, but but not unique that... It, not so unique that it felt out of place. Mm-hmm. Like it still felt grounded in Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. But that ending, though, yeah. <laughs> that makes uh, me mad. I... Uh, that ending seriously <laughs> like I really would have preferred Trunks to go in for the for the kill and just save the day well he was about I mean this uh, briefly briefly get on the ending because there's a lot to talk about besides besides the ending it should have been Trunks and Tapion the, the movie was leading up to that like and Trunks had the sword he could have done it but Goku pulls a move we've never seen before out of nowhere you know, and I, I I have a second point about him being beating a character if Gohan can't, because Gohan's missing Gohan at this point. Gohan should be stronger, so that's a bit of a bug up my butt. But uh, even the title, if go if Goku can't beat them, who can? I know, like <laughs> that's a literal Japanese title. Uh, what? I I'm so confused. I don't want to say the the ending ruins the movie, but it was doing so well until then, and that that ending just just. Screeching halt. Yeah, it definitely takes you out. Like, yeah. Aside from that, though, how you know the rest of the movie you, you liked it as well? Yeah, I mean, it was it was all the Z fighters fighting the lower half of a giant monster. Like, you can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. That um, I liked all the stuff with Tapion. I, I like that we see some some new aliens that you know. They're, they're still kind of expanding the universe. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen, you know, th- these types of characters before. And these characters have a rich mythology. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's really cool, and that really grabbed my attention. Absolutely. And even then, seeing, you know, seeing them play into Trunks, we get some character development with him. 
as far as you know you realize oh yeah he, he doesn't have an older brother that would make sense that he would be kind of kind of jealous kind of longing for that like gohan or goten has mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because like uh it's interesting that they focus a lot on trunks's character um, he's, I mean, as, as, as iconic of a character as Trunks is, both his future and kid versions, we've not really seen him get developed too much at all in this iteration of him, and it's interesting that, like, in the last movie, they, they remember to do that. Oh, yeah, we had this character we can use. Yeah. Um, Tapion, though, like, okay, uh, cards on the table, does he not look just like Chrono from Chrono Trigger? Yes. I mean, he, this, he, he, he is designed by Akira Toriyama. So there's a lot of, and, I, and again, this is around the time that uh, Chrono Trigger had just come out. So he's probably still in that, like you know, redheaded uh, sword fighter mode. Yeah. But um, let me say, I, I think it's awesome. I think his, his design is awesome. He he looks terrific. No, oh, he's, he's definitely. I mean, other than you know, if you if you don't take Chrono in, into <laughs> into account, like just from a Dragon Ball standpoint, he does look very unique. Yeah, I think he looks really cool, and it helps like the animation is so good. He looks like a badass, and as a result. As you might imagine, he's a very popular character among the fandom, even though this is his only appearance. Does he appear in any video games? Yeah, oh yeah, he's definitely in at least, uh, I know, Budokai Tenkaichi 3. I don't know if he's in any of the other games, but I know he's in at least that one, which is, and he, he mainly fights with this, which is pretty tight. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, about the sword, what do you think of uh, that re- revelation? Okay, yeah, this is, ask any Dragon Ball fan of this, and like they'll like sit you down and talk to you for hours about several theories that won't go anywhere because this is one of the most confusing things <laughs> in all Dragon Ball Z. So, like, Chunks hits a sword, which is cool, but then they start showing us images of, of future Chunks using the sword, which many fans take to imply that this is the same sword that Chunks gets, but it can't be because that Chunks is from a different timeline. What the... Hmm. So... I'm trying to think of that timeline. Now, during that timeline that Future Trunks came from, were all of... See, he was still he was still young Trunks, because Gohan was... Gohan trained him. Gohan trained him, so yeah. Everybody, this couldn't have happened, because everybody would have already been dead. Yeah, there's no, there's no possible... This is, the, this is the time skip, too, where, like, you know, the, the virus and... I mean, this is, this is clearly after the Boo arc, because Goku's back to life. Well, what if, I mean, who's to say that Tapion didn't appear, this whole incident didn't happen with just Gohan and just Trunks at some point? Oh, <laughs> my head just, my head just spin, spun around. Or that at some point, yeah, yeah, like he met Tapion. Well, Daniel brings up that, like, like why does, why does Bulma give him a time machine? Like, that, that. I don't ever actually thought about it before, but like you know, he doesn't need to go back in time unless he wants to go back. Uh, he, he says he's been asleep for a thousand years, but well, is he gonna go back in time to uh, stop him and his brother dying, and or his brother dying and getting, I guess, uh, having to be like blown to the other sides of the universe? Maybe I think it, I really, I really don't get, yeah, like what the the point of that is. Yeah, it's I, that's kind of vague. I I think that like. I don't know if you can actually like like legitimately work out and figure out how this connects together. I really don't. I think that it's almost the way I kind of read it now. It's almost a coda, like you know, Trunks has a sword, just like Future Trunks had a sword. So you know, all's well that ends well. But so many people have taken like you know, wait a minute, are you trying to tell us that like this is the same sword? And there's no bloody way it can be. So I don't know. 
I mean, I, I got I got the impression that it was supposed to be the same sword, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense. I mean, granted, like arguing stuff like that with when timelines come into play, you can always like DX Machina your way out of it, you know, by saying, "Oh well, you know, timeline, 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 whammy, yammy." <laughs> you know, like you, you can always find a way to make it work. Like by stretching your, you know, imagine, oh, that's another timeline. That's another timeline now. And, uh, but it, it doesn't make it make it any easier. Yeah, I guarantee we're gonna get a lot of uh, emails about this, which is which is fine. Yeah, I hope like, so. yeah. Because like because like that's that's uh, what I, we want. We, we would like to figure it out, but I I don't know how it tracks. Quite honestly. Um. Yeah, it's like I I, I would like to go with the idea that maybe it's just another sword that it's got like. Like in this timeline, right. say say uh, you know this timeline here. Yeah, let's, let's, you know, right. Trunk still ends up with a sword, but he just got it via different means. I'm with you. Yeah, okay. Like future Trunks had a sword, maybe Bowman, maybe not, whatever. But like somewhere along the line, Trunks the character is designed to have a sword, and this is our version of Trunks getting that sword. Yeah, it's like it's like the timeline wants him to have a sword, so he gets it, you know, regardless of how. Right. Or something. Which, 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 which is which is fine. I think that that makes much much sense, and uh, I think it's very cool because like I don't think we've ever thought about this Trunks using a sword, but it's funny when he holds the sword up to Tapion and it's so much bigger than him. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of no. Is is it the same sword that we've seen Future Trunks with? Like the, the exact same design, yeah. Okay. So, because I couldn't remember, I was like, it looked like it was, but then I didn't know if there was like minute differences about it. No, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's like you don't really notice it until like they start referencing it, and at the end of the movie. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is the same one. Uh, damn you, toy animation. <laughs> oh, so confusing. But uh, uh, there's a lot more else to talk about this. Is it, this one, to me, like, out of all the movies, all of them, felt like a movie. Because, like, the way it starts up is it's so, like, in the zone, you know? Like, to, to the point where like, the credits continue to rolling after we see the, uh, that's, like, robbery in progress and great Saiyan man and great Saiyan woman show up. Yeah, it, it's very cinematic. It's incredibly cinematic. I mean, even the the animation cinematic, the way that like the kind of floating around. I like. I mean, it, it does look a little dusty because of you know this was twenty years ago. So there's 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 a sense of age to like how it comes off, but like it's the animation still. I think as as best as the movies have ever been. The animation is gorgeous. So I think that oh, like yeah. it looks really clean and classic. Yeah, I don't know if they just approach this movie differently. And how, you know, how they wanted to make it. Like, hey, let's make a very cinematic movie. Whereas before they weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, I really I really dug it. You know, this one, I can easily see this one transitioning into Battle of Gods, which is another very cinematic movie. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, like it's easily on par with the with the kind of presentation of that film. Well, I mean, yeah, this, this one fits comfortably in the timeline. And what I like about it is that, like, it's an adventure for the Z Fighters that's not wrapped up in... Can so and so defeat so and so? It's it's like a dilemma rather than a fight. Like this this movie doesn't have any, does not have any fighting in it. It's just you know they're trying to defeat a monster. Mm-hmm. And I like that you know we do see lots of scenes of them trying to save people. You know we we see a lot of scenes of them yes. trying to. Like even Vegeta is you know saving the people in the building. That was great. I, I love that scene. I remember seeing that uh, again like in Japanese in, in, in this clip. It's like, wow. I would never thought that like Vegeta legitimately tries to save innocent people. And I liked the fact that like the fight was taken to a city where he was in the middle of the office, looks around, and and like gives us all to save those people. That was awesome. 
Yeah, and then he passes out afterward. Like, sorry, Vegeta. Yeah, it's like that's being very heroic of him, and that's that's kind of cool since it's you know it's the current timeline mm-hmm. and kind of shows you what all he's gone through and the, the, how heroic he's willing to be right now. That was that was pretty sweet. Um, and again, like, like, like sorry, I say he wasn't in the movie a lot, but I thought he he really shined when he was. He really, yeah, he really wasn't. But like that was that was a nice scene for him, and then he kind of pops up at the end, kind of just sitting stoically. It's because so many times you've seen go to uh, Trunks and Bulma, and like, where is Vegeta? <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't get in realizes they destroyed his house, and then he's like, ah, oh, it's my first day off in a month, and you destroyed my house. <laughs> I like that line. Uh, I like the line. I like when Goku like says, you know, I don't care what's going on. This ends now. But I do because I've seen the, I've seen I saw this in Japanese beforehand. The original line has uh, him saying. He's very, very, very softly, very calmly. He just says, "We are not defeated so easily," and then he just bursts into Super Saiyan. I thought that was a pretty awesome. Line. I, I kind of missed that from this version, but uh, the scene where he and Goten go go uh, Super Saiyan and Gohan powers up was pretty cool. This is good seeing those those characters fight again and having it make sense as opposed to moving in. Yeah, exactly. But what do you think about the fact? I mean, Goku is like for the most part not in this movie until like the last minute. Well, he I mean he's here, but he's he's not really a big impact to the story, which I like. Absolutely. I like that it doesn't all have to revolve around him. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it does. And that really kills it for me. <sighs> Thank you, Goku. I, okay, I do not like the series kowtowing to go, like, Jesus Goku's ego. The show really gets away from me when it gets it. Because so much of the show is an ensemble cast. It's like, it thinks it's trying to be something else when it, it evolved beyond that. And whenever the show does that, that pisses me off. Yeah, I agree completely. That's my final word on that. Because I, I did not see the need for that to happen. Because like, Trunks cut him in half with the sword. Just have him do that again and again and again. Trunks could have won, won the day, but no. Uh, oh, there is, like, going back to Trunks though. I think Daniel and I brought this up too, which you'll hear in the later episode. Like he's a lot more like a kid in this movie, isn't he? He's not really like a brat. Yeah, no. He he actually has some solid characteriz- characterization. Like I like that Tapion brings that out in him. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of he sees something in there that the kind of kindred spirit of oh hey I, I could have an older brother or an, so an older role model <laughs> a better role model than my father <laughs> yes exactly it's, it's, it's hero worship that makes sense like you know Gohan had hero worship with Piccolo Goten worships his brother so it's kind of like a lot it's, it's smartly written too because it's not it's it not come out of nowhere it doesn't come like it doesn't seem forced it just makes sense. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's very natural, very natural. And just, the, again, the storytelling. I like that Oma has a particularly substantive role in this, too. Yeah, especially because she's been so absent the last couple of movies. Yeah, she had like a cameo in movie 12. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like the fact that like she's the one that's giving the explanation. She's trying to help him out of the goodness of her heart. Yeah, and she I mean, she kind of, she plays that role that I think she does well when she's, you know, the scientist. She's the... Even though she creates, you know, a time machine out of her ass, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, it was supposed to take 20 years to build that time machine, so what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she had an extra one lying around. Uh, because of the timeline has been altered, whatever. Yeah, I don't really care about that, <laughs> although that does beg coin. But, um, no, I, I had fun. What did you think about the Say a Man, Say a Man 2 team up with Videl as her? Because you didn't see the filler episode where she was that, so what did you make about her in the costume? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it makes sense if he's going to obviously want to be like a, a superhero with an identity. She just can't like be herself. You know, <laughs> hey, Videl, hmm, 
Yeah, so this guy's girlfriend is hanging out with say a man. Hmm. <laughs> Not great with the secret identities. So don't pull a kitty pride, come on. <laughs> yeah, so now say a man too. I don't know what what you're not a man <laughs> say a woman just sounds a lot better yeah the, the, the anime dub says that but like uh, I know I knew that like the uh, and Dan, or Daniel reminded me of that but yeah she repeats it over and over again and it makes no sense I like the Sailor Moon posing yeah like the, the, the spotlight <laughs> it's very much like a, a tuxedo mask Sailor Moon kind of thing that was kind of fun the movie, the movie starts off with the two of them kind of like introducing the plot which I thought was great and it kind of like you know evolves into the Trunks and Bulma thing Again, which is why Goku saving the day felt so alien. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, I gotta stop talking about that. I just want to talk nonstop about that. But uh, I like these kind of Dragon Ball stories where like they make use of these characters, and it's about the characters and not just how awesome Goku is. Well, yeah, it's it's too large an ensemble cast to just, and it doesn't injustice to relegate it simply to Goku saving the day. Like these aren't helpless characters who have no experience, like. This is a group of heroes, the Z Fighters, not just Goku and... Goku and his bitches. Yeah, exactly. Goku, yeah, save the day, or tie it over till Goku gets back. No, that, that's not what I want to see. Absolutely. Like, if, if, if Tapion wasn't there, they would not have been able to beat him. Exactly, so, yeah. So, yeah, no, this is just... This, this was just fire on all cylinders. I, I, and, yeah, this, this, this feels nothing like it's come before. Even the most cinematic movies, like movie one and two, this feels like, like, like it's, they're trying to tell a different story that just happens to have Dragon Ball Z characters in it. It really feels like, there's, there's not a really conventional moment until the, until the ending, uh, around here, so. I love it. I agree. It's, it's, I think I enjoyed the last movie more, but this okay. one is still very much a good film. Yeah, this is, this is dynamite. And especially, yeah, as a film, it works. It's this I don't I couldn't see this as just an extra long episode. Yeah, this this one. I mean, I don't, this is not one of the longer ones, but it, it feels like a, like a feature length movie. It, it feels like you're watching it in widescreen almost. Yeah, I agree. absolutely. This one, this one, this one's terrific. What would you give it a seven? I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Um, yeah, six and a half, just for that ending. That ending knocked it down. <laughs> yeah, I. The confusing parts of the sword don't really bother me. The ending really bothers me. But I'm tempted, at least in terms of grading it, to overlook the ending. Although it's hard to. I really hate that ending. But, because I would argue, like, you know, you guys brought up, you know, Brawly, like, you know, which is a kind of a crap ending, too. I, I think this is, I would argue that this has the worst ending out of all the movies. In terms of, like, how the, how the plot's solved. It's, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's very much out of left field, almost. Like, the plot's going one direction, and it's been built up and built up and built up, and then, fooled you, you know, <laughs> again. That being said, I'll give this a 7 out of 7. I think this is, this is easily in the conversation for one of the best movies they ever did. Okay. This is terrific. So both our, both our scores really turned around towards the end of these. Like, I'm glad we both kind of found these two more enjoyable than the first two we watched. <laughs> and what's the common denominator in that one? Broly. <laughs> and I'm, just, I'm glad that the, the last of the original bunch of films didn't end on a downer. Yeah. Um, it, it ended really well. I mean, Daniel said that he thinks that movie 13 is his favorite out of all of them. And it's interesting that like they ended because this is if we go back in time and when this movie first came out, this is the end of the series, you know. I don't know if Dragon Ball GT was announced, but this is like, you know, this represents the end of Dragon Ball Z. And it's very 
it's a very solid representation, I think. Oh yeah, I could I could see that easily. So uh, good stuff all around, <laughs> fun stuff all around, for the most part. Half of these are good, uh, half of these may not be. Coming in from the past, where we are here with Mr. Daniel Yarbrough. How are you doing, Daniel? Doing good. Uh, it's been a rough week, but uh, got a four-day weekend, so hopefully things are looking up. <laughs> hopefully things are looking up, yes. Yes, indeed. So, we are here at the end of the original 13 DBZ movies. Um, after I, we, we finished the boot arc. Um, what, what did you think about... How the boot arc ended and the boot arc as a whole, because I know you were pretty vocal and uh, disagreeing with us while we were while we were uh, uh, reviewing it. But like, what's your general overall take with the boot arc now that our coverage has ended? Uh, I still uh, my favorite, uh, but I mean, there's there's definitely story flaws in it that can't be denied, and there's parts I don't like about it that you know, uh, as I think we've all shared the same sentiment, Gohan. Gohan's treatment towards the end is pretty much a crime, but uh, the as a whole, I still just really enjoy the saga for what, what it brings to Dragon Ball Z, all the new characters, all the new places that the characters go, and the twists and turns that the story takes. It It is my favorite because of those reasons, and and it is what I think of with Dragon Ball Z when I think of the series. Okay, dokie. How does it rank? Like, is it at the top or is it at the, the, the high in terms of all the sockets you like? I, I would say it is at the top for those reasons. I won't say I won't say technically that it's the best, but I will say personally that it's my favorite. Okay, dokie. That's 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 very very fair. Awesome. Um, and before we get into your thoughts on the the last four movies, uh, what are your general thoughts? Kind of going to like because we're having a new movie coming out soon. Uh, Resurrection F, The Return of Frieza, which by this point in recording has premiered in Japan, but not come out in America yet. So uh, what are your general uh, thoughts kind of going into that movie? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I I was a little disappointed when I heard about that it was going to be Frieza coming back and that was going to be the main plot. But uh, I've kind of done my best to avoid spoilers on it. And the little bits of it that I have seen, like the more I see of it, the more I'm kind of digging and I'm interested to see the movie once it's released here and um, I'm looking forward to it I'm still 
not a hundred percent sold on Frieza being the villain, but I, I'll, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Right, right. Oh, and I think I think one of the reasons I didn't care so much for uh, Frieza being brought back as the main villain is because uh, one of the movies we'll talk about here. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not completely gone. We do see him again a little bit. Uh, indeed. Okay, so let's get into the main meat of this little bit. Yeah. So, movie 10. You were with us when we talked about Brawley the first time. So, movie 10, Brawley's back somehow. What you thinking? What general thoughts? You know, overall thoughts? How did you? How did movie 10 rank for you? Brawley the second coming, I believe it's called. Right. Overall, I enjoyed it. Some individual thoughts, I guess I had that... Uh, in general, uh, I think it, it's a good movie. The comedy and the action don't really mix as well as I think they wanted it to, but it does have some really nice action shots, at, particularly with uh, Gohan and Videl's uh, fights with Broly. But the fights don't quite add up to the buildup that it has, I think, at the end. So it's it kind of lands in the middle, I guess, for me overall. It's kind of like, like the meh, sort of like middling kind of movie? Yeah, I mean, I'd say a little higher than meh, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's basically what I would say overall on it. You mean, I, I, like, what would you say are the highlights of the film, and what would you say are like the points that kind of like take it down? Some of the highlights, uh, I think, uh, the overall story kind of works pretty well, and uh, highlights, uh, like I said, there's a lot of really good action scenes. Uh, I, I like the idea. I like the idea that it has, uh, or the the cast that it has, because this is the first one where we get. Gohan as the main character, and we get, you know, Goten and Trunks and Videl there, and it it works really well with that cast, even though it's kind of excised everybody, most of the other Dragon Ball Z characters. <laughs> where were they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would say where it, it kind of goes down for me is that I think towards the end of the fight, Gohan... Gohan doesn't quite show as when the fighting starts between Gohan and uh, Brawly, it's a really good start, but then it just kind of meanders into Gohan getting his butt kicked and, you know, uh, typical Dragon Ball Z fighting, I guess would be the way to put it. And it doesn't, I think the end of that fight just isn't as spectacular as it looks like it should be. Are you talking about like the cl- the, t- the climax with a? Uh, are you talking about the climax with Goku descending from the heavens? Yeah, uh, I do like that shot though of the three of them doing the Kamehameha all together. That's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. But then the sh- the the explosion is kind of weak sauce <laughs> once it hits him. Whoops. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, what would you give it out of seven Dragon Balls? Do you think? Uh, what would I give it? I would probably give it about a five, maybe a five and a half. I guess um, you know it's a high middle ground. I think. Okay, 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 okay. Very cool. Videl, the the beginning there with Videl and uh, the two boys hunting Dragon Balls. Mm-hmm. I enjoy. I enjoyed that a uh, little bit or that setup. Uh, though I find it funny that Videl gets overly mean with them, and it is kind of weird that the three of them are just together by themselves. It's interesting that she's hanging out with, like, grade schoolers. <laughs> I think a teenage girl would find something better to do, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it brings up the question of what the heck was Gohan doing, and then he just suddenly shows up later. Yeah, he's flying around like Superman. He's like, like I sense a disturbance uh, in the Force. Yeah. It's like, uh, sh- shouldn't you have been with your 
friend, your friend and you know family members. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, I really liked uh, when uh, Videl is going head to head with Brawley by herself, even though she doesn't last long, which is appropriate. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked the animation and just the setup of that of her or the character beat of her being willing to face him down by herself. I like I like her uh, toughness in this movie, and I like the fact that like I don't know how she like dodges a punch from Broly, but I think that she does for what she does. She does get a pretty good showing in this movie, so I, I do like that movie for that. And it did, uh, like I kind of mentioned that uh, when Gohan first faces off with Broly, I like I like that setup, and I think the fact that he does do so well at the beginning of the fight is kind of a good testament of his growth as a character because the last time we saw Broly, it was four Saiyans and a Namekian and they could barely stand up to him and he, Gohan is pre- pretty much able to stand up to his to him on his own for most of the fight. Oh, totally, yeah. I agree. That was pretty cool. So I like, uh, now, let's see, uh, what did you think of a uh, whole bit with uh, what you think is Piccolo saving Gohan <laughs> and then it ends up being Krillin in the costume? <laughs> I think when I, when I saw this movie again a couple of days ago, I think my... I mean, I, I remember that. I knew it was coming. I think my initial real response was, what the hell? Because <laughs> 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 there's no... It's, it's about as random as it gets. It's almost like filling a, a contract obligation that Krillin and Piccolo must somehow appear in the movie. Um, it is strange because this really is like, like the last wisp of yeah. Piccolo in these movies, though. He doesn't appear at all the rest of them so that's kind of interesting but um I, yeah. I, th- I mean I, th- I thought it was nice yeah I, I, I agree mm-hmm. I thought it was a funny bit but it does make no sense at all <laughs> not even uh, kind of Pit- Krillin does look pretty good in the outfit though even though it, again makes no sense why he would wear it I think Piccolo's clothes are, are such that a lot of people I, whenever, whoever wears them they look really awesome I mean, Gohan wears them well Krillin somehow does so they're cool clothes, cool yeah. clothes in general um, see anything else for the movie ten? I think that's about it uh, as far as big notes. Uh, I think uh, though that bit does kind of go with what I was saying that the comedy doesn't mix quite as well. Like there's a lot of things like that, and oh, and Trunks mooning Brawly is kind of really unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> it, they're they're moments that make you chuckle, but they don't quite mix well with the the kind of the high tension they're trying to bring with Brawly. What's his head? Yeah. Yeah, but I I will say uh, watching it too, I was I was actually impressed by Brawly because I remembered uh, from kind of just both my viewing of the movie and just kind of the what would you call it the fandom think of it that you know with each movie Brawly basically basically after the first movie Brawly sucks in every appearance <laughs> oh, yes. and is just a mindless monster and even though he is kind of mindless or I would say he's less mindless than I thought he was in this one and more just severely focused and one dimensional but yeah I was I, I actually still enjoyed him as a character I thought he still held up better than I thought he did um alright I guess that takes us into uh, the, the final in- movie in the Brawly trilogy uh, tentatively titled Dragon Ball Z colon Bile Brawly, which I guess is like, that's, I, I remember that being kind of a fan name that I guess Funimation just kind of went with, because that is what happens. Yeah. Um, so this is the last Brawly movie. This is one of the rare movies, it, it, most of the main characters don't feature, it's a kind of a Goten and Trunks movie with some 18 and Krillin in there. Yeah. Uh, how did you think that this uh, movie 11 paired up against the others? Uh, I was, it, it's definitely a lower movie, and I it's probably one of the most infamous and least 
liked of all the Dragon Ball Z movies. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that. I don't think it deserves. <laughs> I don't think it deserves quite the hate that it gets, but I can see why it is so low ranked. Um, but for just a fun little adventure, I think it works fine. It's uh, it's not really ju- just that bad. Again, it's just kind of bland, but. Uh, the hum- I, I would say the humor comes off better in this one, and then the uh, kind of the opposite problem of the last one, where the the tension and the high stakes of the action held up over the the humor. I think the humor kind of does better in this one, and then the action and suspense of it is very low, and I think that's probably the big problem with it. Okay, so you think that the last movie, movie ten, did better with the drama and action, and this one does better with like the lighthearted comedy. Yeah. Okie dokie, very cool. Uh, And the problem is that they're both trying to mix it, and they don't quite hold up as well. Yeah, I remember, like, movie 8 that introduced probably had comedy in it, but it felt like it had more of a streamlined storyline that didn't try to be one genre or one type of movie or the other. Whereas I think this one, I think by the nature of Goten and Trunks, uh, humor kind of overrides the the stories, I guess. Um, What did you like best about it? Uh... I actually liked the casting or the the use of having just the smaller cast with uh, Goten and Trunks and Krillin and Eighteen. Uh, I think those four work. Oh, and uh, of course, Mister Satan in there as well. Oh, yes. I think the, having those characters alone worked, and it, it really it helped to highlight them as characters. Although I think Eighteen starts off really well and then kind of peters out of having any importance in the story that she should towards the end. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but but uh, I, I guess that's pretty much all I like. Besides some of the, the comedy beats, do like I said, do work better in this one. What do you think? Yeah, like, like we mentioned, this one's more one of the more openly hated of the Dragon Ball Z movies in the, in the <laughs> fandom. Um, what do you think is the biggest problem with this movie? And would you agree with the hate in the movie? Uh... Uh, like I said, I think the uh, the biggest problem is uh, pro- it probably comes from just the lack of their feeling like there's a good threat for our heroes. Uh, the the bio warriors are very generic and gross looking, and Broly, for whatever reason, they decided to change him to basically just a Godzilla muck monster, <laughs> and. <laughs> Oh, uh, real quick, uh, to backtrack a little bit to the last one, uh, just a, a note, uh, kind of to get your opinion, but something I thought of when watching, uh, that one was that it very, it had a, a sense of a, uh, Godzilla movie, like an old Godzilla movie. Like I, I could see that plot being used in a Godzilla movie of, you know, characters coming into a small village area and they think there's a monster there and then it turns out to be the real big monster that they have to face and I don't know, I just thought that that was an interesting thing was that they kind of used Broly up like a, like a Japanese monster movie in the last one. I kind of see that. I, I know Jesse would be a lot more quick to re- realize that than I would, but uh, it does kind of like echo that whole, you know, we're going to save you from this monster kind of thing. Yeah, and then, but, and then I thought it was ironic because I thought that when watching that one and then this one comes up and probably literally does turn into a <sighs> you know city stomping monster for, towards the end because the fans admitted it <laughs> yeah uh, 
but yeah, I think that's pretty much where the big problem with that with uh, the Bio Broly movie comes from is just that it's it's not not a good threat, not that great of a story. I mean, it's pretty much just a one note story of they tried. I, I do like that they tried to tie it into the actual canon with eighteen going for her money, even though the timeline makes no sense at all. Not even kind and, of. Yeah, but but I do like that they tried to tie that in, but then the story just becomes, you know, this weird thing of a mobster who has a horrible, annoying voice trying to blackmail Mr. Satan and beat him, and then, for some reason, Broly's involved. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I wish I knew more about Broly's reception in Japan, because it's rare for a movie villain to have so... I mean, we've had cooler, but... Uh, I mean, a villain comes back twice, so he, he appears three times, like, in consecutive films, so... Yeah. I, I can see why they did that, though, because, uh, oh, again, I, like you, I don't know what how big his popularity was, but I imagine he had to have had some kind of popularity from his first movie appearance. And I can see that being just an easier setup for doing these movies. That, you know, we don't have to set up the villain. We just bring him in, and we can have our fight. Yeah, I guess it was like, you know, we need yeah, a movie this year. Good, if that's good for the movie or not, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, anything else before you uh, give your Dragon Ball score? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, uh, I thought it was uh, Trump suddenly knows about science. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this is all genetic engineering. Don't you know anything about that? It almost tracks because his mom and grandfather are scientists, but Trunks doesn't seem like... A Future yeah. Trunks maybe, but Kid Trunks, no, not really. Yeah, it, it, it is a weird... It, it's an addition that makes sense like later on, but it doesn't quite... It, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. And it feels very, like, badly exp, exp, uh, exposited. Like, you know, he's giving information, but, like, is Trunks really the best character to do that? So it's, it's a bit strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, I thought I actually thought this movie had the best use of Krillin in any of the movies. I mean, this, he, like, he doesn't get character. he doesn't beat up. He doesn't get beat up in this one. Yeah, or at least not as badly. And he, uh, you know, he's he stands up good. He he has good moments of comedy and action, and it's just it's actually a good appearance for him in any of the movies. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um. I thought the uh, scientists probably should have le- used less of their killer ooze that they had to use because, wow, th- th- there ended up being a lot of that. That kind of took up the main third act of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, run away! There's 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 purple lava. Or some such thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another out-of-nowhere thing for Trunks is, since when does he do, do the Kamehameha? I, I I think I kind of like that. That was that was random, but like uh, it was interesting to see how the characters do because we've 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 seen how easily copyable of that kind of that technique is. But uh, it does, yeah. There's twice in this movie. I, I don't. I did not remember that happened twice. But yeah, he just starts up doing a kamehameha because because yeah. of reasons. It's a bit weird. Think. Uh, oh, uh, uh, the other thing I did like about the movie, if uh, I like the beginning of the end, ending credits there, where they have the nice little scenes of uh, Trunks and Goat and his babies, and it's kind of the only time you get to see that. That is pretty cool. I, I enjoyed seeing that. Trunks pulls on Vegeta's mouth. Uh, yeah. 
but other than that, yeah, that's about all I have on, on thoughts or things that I liked or disliked about the movie. And uh, I would rank it probably uh, – I should have looked, listened back to what the other rankings were for some of the other movies because this is definitely a low one, though I don't think it's the – I don't know if it's the worst of the movies, but it is up there with the worst of the movies. Right. So I would probably say a two. Okay, two out of seven. Dong. Uh, okay, and that will that will bring us to uh, the film that uh, was a subject of our, of the commentary by the the temporary host Stella. Uh, movie Twelve: Fusion Reborn, uh, one of the, one of the more famous movies in all of Dragon Ball Z. I would I would dare say. Uh, what do you make of Movie Twelve? Yeah. Uh, going into it, uh, I always think of this as, or this one was my favorite. You know, when I first got into Dragon Ball Z and got into the movies and everything, uh, watching it now, I am a little more put off by the kind of the drawbacks of the story. Because, and I think it's it's a really good visual movie and it's got really good ideas, but it ends up kind of light on substance and doesn't live up to all those ideas, and that kind of takes it down from what I usually the high regard I usually held it in. It's still a good movie, but the flaws when you look at them, the flaws are kind of noticeable in this one more than you would you would think on. Probably when you see it younger, they don't show as much as watching it now as an adult. What flaws do you think really stand out to you in in this uh, current viewing? I would say kind of, kind of just the the like I said, the lack of substance to the story. Because once the plot gets in motion, it pretty much just turns into a a long two sided fight between uh, you know uh, the Goku and later Vegeta versus Janemba and Hell, and then it uh, the you know the stuff going on on Earth, which that just degrades into just going in trunks versus Hitler. <laughs> Would you believe? Yeah, which is a good, really good. I really do like that, but it does like, like after a while, it's like, uh, could we show something else maybe? And I think uh, again, this kind of goes back to the feelings that Gohan, as a character, gets more downplayed by that by that second half. He's not even in the in in it anymore until the end. It's presumably making out with Videl while everything's going on. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> which which that uh, I really that's uh, that's a dubbing change. Yeah, that's, that sounds like it would have been. Yeah, yeah, because I I checked out the subtitles and in the subtitle version it's more of Golden and Trunks hinting that they saw or they know that their dads saved the day and they're not telling Gohan and Videl who you know saved the day. Rather than the weird joke that apparently they saw Gohan and Videl making out, <laughs> <laughs> which is which strikes me as a little out of character with those characters, Gohan and Videl. But uh, I thought it was amusing all the same. I will, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like yeah. this movie, yeah, this movie is like if you were a DBZ fandom like about ten, fifteen years ago, this was like I think one of those oh I can't wait to see it or oh this happens kind of movies where. We see Gogeta, yeah. you know. We see all these kind of characters go around. We see all these Super Saiyans. Um, so, do you think that like there's a definite like sense of nostalgia between yeah. then and now that changes perception on how the story works out? A little bit, and uh, I would say also it's again it's one of those things of uh, I think it's 
style and visual over actual substance to it because watching it, I kind of realized that like Gogeta, yeah, he he comes in and he makes a really cool appearance, but it's over in like five seconds and he doesn't really do much. Uh, Janimba, he's a fan favorite villain and one of the like, you know, one of the high ranking villains of the movies, but really he is just a complete knockoff of Majin Buu. That yeah, doesn't do much. Yeah, I noticed that when I was watching this. That like, like he's you know, there's obviously the fat boot parallels, and then when he becomes like, I don't know what you call it, super Janemba or whatever. Like he does have that super yeah. boo when he becomes Satan. Yeah, <laughs> he does have that sort of like, like like manic, insane persona persona by laughing at random times and stuff. Yeah, but he's cool because of the visual style. Like he has a very good fighting set, or you know power set and it looks visually interesting and his designs look visually striking and that's where I think him and Gogeta and you know the parts of this movie hold up and do make you when you're younger not really caring so much about the substance of character and growth it or character and story it does hold up on that viewing and on that level I agree because I think that this is uh I would say this is potentially the best-looking Dragon Ball Z movie of the original 13. The animation is, like, none they've ever done before. And the, the, even the 3D animation kind of looks cool uh, uh, several decades later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> anything else before you rank it? Uh, um, I, did, uh, I like the, uh, the jelly bean-covered hell. It's it's a very unique design for a background, and it it works well for him because of the uh, it. It's visually striking, and it allows them at times to just have just have a color for a background rather than trying to put too much detail into it. So it works on an animation level, I think. Uh, oh, uh, uh, some that does still hold up with the movie that holds it in high regard for me is. Frieza's appearance and getting killed by Gohan in one <laughs> within like six seconds, which probably may not happen I, I again. I love that scene, and <laughs> and that that is why I like I said uh, the revival of that thing kind of made me shake my head because it's like, well, I've uh, you know we've seen this, and he should not be able to hold up in a fight anymore against these characters. I trust the movie will explain why he's even worth a, worth a second glance because yeah, this uh, by this point. It's it like I, I I like that too, and uh, there there gonna be a lot of like like I, th- I imagine there'll be a lot of like Tumblr gifts back to that image in movie twelve, where he kind of just gets punched in the smoke. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I really enjoyed uh, Goku's uh, Super Saiyan three transformation. That was a really good scene. Again, visually striking and different. I agree, absolutely. I was wondering if uh, you or you can ask uh, Jesse later on this but if you noticed uh that in a lot of the comedy bits particularly throughout uh goten and trunks fighting the nazis um that for some reason the the character outlines like became really heavy or just looked really thick and stood out weirdly it looked like cartoons akin to like butch hartman cartoons or dexter's lap or like the lining is it looks like someone with a, went with a sharpie and just kind of like you know outlined them. I still don't know why that is. I think it's because to me it's almost like they want to really highlight that this is comedy, so we're making a cartoon, and so we're gonna make it even yeah. more less quote unquote realistic. But I, I should probably like you know 
look in to see if Kazuchi would solve that question or not. I'm not sure. As of this recording, I have no idea. Right. The fighting Hitler is hilarious, though. It, it drags on a bit because they keep cutting back to it. But just the idea that, you know, they got this little cartoony Hitler with his Nazi tanks and <laughs> Gonin trunks are beating the crap out of him. Oh, yes. That, that never stops being amusing. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, I was. I kind of had thought. Uh, I wonder if uh, Janimba's second form is purposely demonic looking because the, uh, Hell kind of plays a big. You know, the afterlife and Hell play a big part in this movie in the the setting. So I wonder if they had purposely uh, done his design to make him look kind of devilish to fit with that. Possibly. I mean, he definitely looks scarier in his second form. But uh, when I watched this movie, I didn't think it was all that. I actually thought this was one of the lighthearted movies all told. So, it's yeah, I think it's total. I think I think it's possible for so you can add some minutes, but um, I mean, I think it's a really cool design. I think it's a very unique design. Uh, maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, uh, Goku and Vegeta's debate. I know it's supposed to be a very a debate about fusing. I know it's supposed to be a very serious moment and character, <laughs> kind, of, kind of their character moment, but. It, it comes off much. It comes off a lot as a rehash of what happened in the actual series, and it also comes off pretty, uh, well, pretty, sh- pretty shippy. However, <laughs> there's a little bit of that like Vegeta shows like a lot of emotion. Yeah, but it, it also I think it, it, so. I think because of those reasons in total, that I guess the drama side of it kind of fails. That they're trying to they're trying to go for with that fails in the movie. Yeah, I think that. There's, there comes a point in the movie where, like, Vegeta's emotion almost overtakes the story in a very bizarre way because he kind of comes out of nowhere and helps out, sucks, and then, like, you know, starts kind of whining a lot, and which, yeah. which, which is his character. But um, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's interesting, but it, it kind of it does kind of come out. It, it is a bit out of left field, and I, 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 don't, I don't know how I feel about that one way or the other. Yeah. Also, uh, d- uh, get your opinion. Yeah, can as just this later. Do you think the fusion dance is really that bad? They always make a big deal about how weird and awful looking it is, but does it really look like that bad of poses? Yeah, I never. I think the way Goku does it in this movie is a lo- looks a little funny, but I never thought it was like the goofiest thing Dragon Ball ever had to offer. And God knows there's a plan to choose from. Um, it's yeah. it's definitely a little bit silly for you know such a. I mean, the boost like they really take it seriously, but. And I, I actually I really like Vegeta's response to it in this movie, but um, I, I I don't know if it's if it's like like uh, after you get by, past the Twinkle Toes bit, you know it is what it is. But uh, I guess you know we don't live in Dragon Ball Z land, so who's to say? Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll agree. Uh, I, I liked uh, Vegeta's reaction to it too. I thought it was pretty <laughs> funny, but it just made me think it's like, what is so bad about the dance that they ever has that reaction of oh I can't do that? That's embarrassing. Oh yes, I know not. <laughs> And I think that's pretty much all the my notes on the movie. Uh, and until I re- like, I I do still really like it, even though, like I said, the story doesn't hold up as well as it used to, or it probably should. And it seems like there's a lot of potential that isn't reached with it. It's still a fun, like you said, it's kind of a light, lighthearted or just a fun uh, adventure for the characters. I think it's most like Dragon Ball's Dragon Ball. I don't want to say Dragon Ball movie, but like 
it, it, it feels like almost like Toriyama wrote it because there's a lot of like there's a lot of comedy and there's a lot of creativity, which I think uh, lends itself to coming coming from his mind, even if it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree. So, uh, what would you give it? I would probably I would give this a six uh, out of seven. It's definitely one of the highest ones uh, that I st- even my criticism of it. I still consider this like the one of the best of movies and enjoy it a lot. I think it's arguably one of the more if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, it's arguably one of the more popular ones. Like it's oh yeah. If in terms of like you know I, I don't know maybe the first three or maybe the Brawly movie. This one I think is in 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 a conversation for like the most popular movie among the fan base. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a reason this is the one before Battle of Gods that made it into theaters in America. Yeah, yeah, I I remember that. Uh absolutely. So, finally we shall end with the last of the original 13, uh DBZ Wrath of the Dragon, uh or else or else famously uh titled Dragon Ball Dragonfish Explosion. If Goku can't do it, who will? Which is <laughs> Which I guess is a question for a, a lot of the last part of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> what do you make of this one? Uh, I uh, actually I just wa- finished watching this a few minutes ago. Uh, Sweet. And I was actually surprised how much I enjoyed it. Like I remember thinking of this as one of the better movies, but I think it really holds up as a movie, like not just a Dragon Ball Z movie, but as a solid movie on its own. And I think the story and the animation make it feel probably the most cinematic of any of the Dragon Ball Z movies. Absolutely. It's one of those, I think it's like one of the only movies where like the story goes along and the, I don't want to say the, the Z fighters are an afterthought, but it, until this, the fighting starts, it's like, oh yeah, I'm watching Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's, it's one that doesn't, the fighting isn't, or the plot isn't designed to lead up to the fight. That, yes, that, that's or, a very well, well said. It. Absolutely. Yeah, this one is really, really is one of the more like singular stories that they've ever offered. I mean, this one's also, right. I think, one of the more famous ones of the original. I don't want to say the original fandom, but like, like pre Funimation fandom. I remember yeah. this being like really high up there. We have, we have, uh, Tapion, how do you pronounce it? Tapion, Typion. Tapion. Tapion. You know, who's a, who's a fan favorite despite only appearing in this one movie. Yeah. Um, it, he, it, uh, my, I wrote down when I, he first appeared on screen. It, he's kind of a link from Legend of Zelda as if he was designed by Toriyama. He kind of is, yeah. He's a bit like that. He's. Uh, I see some Chrono Trigger with the red hair and the sword. That's what Maria said, too. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> There's a bit of that. I, I, I see some, like, you know, in, revel, rel, uh, in relation to the series, maybe with the long ears, maybe some Kaioshin. He's a very interesting, I think, unique character. I think he's probably one of the more... Is he Is he the only, like, good guy character in all the movies? Because they usually just fight bad guys. Yeah, I would say I'm trying to think back over all the movies. Uh, unless you count Icarus. <laughs> Which I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I guess, like, the little aliens from the Broly movie, but... Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. But other than, yeah, little side, he's definitely the the only like main character who was a good guy brought up in the movies. What do you make of him? Uh, I I liked him. Uh, I thought his voice was kind of weird at parts. It sounded like it was trying to be a little too raspy and tough. I kind of thought that of Videl and Gohan in this movie too. Like there there was something off with the the voice performance in this one. Oh, you thought so. Yeah, for, I mean, not not all the way, but there were just parts where it sounded like they were trying a little too hard to be, I guess, like, sound adult and mature, or just, like, deeper and raspier. 
at least that was my take on that. Uh, but as a character, I, I liked him. I liked his story and kind of the. I, I really liked his relationship with Trunks. I thought that was actually a really good, surprisingly good bit of character. Uh, I don't want to call it. I don't know. You don't call it development. I'm trying to think what it would be. Just I guess character insight into Trunks seeing his relationship with this older figure who he kind of looks up to and then seeing uh, Tapion's relationship with him, later his uh, relationship with Bulma there and how they worked off of each other. Yeah, this one is so unique in that like it decides to kind of develop a story, use the characters, and it like there's the obvious thing of like all the movies are sort of like the series uh, in some relation and I, see, I definitely see like a bit of a Kaioshin thing with him, but it really kind of goes into his own thing, yeah. which I think is good. Yeah, there's a bit of Kaioshin, Ka- Kaioshin with him, and there's a bit of uh, uh, Bobbity with uh, the evil wizard. Oh, yeah, totally. To release, trying to release an evil being. Absolutely. Um, and it's kind of straightforward that way. I don't know if there's any... I don't think there's any fighting in the third, to third act, really. Or maybe the second Not half. Really, uh, there's the little bits with the... Uh, the Great Saiyan team, which oh yes, I, 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 I loved that. And uh, can we just get a Great Saiyan movie? That was, <laughs> that was the only thing I could think with that opening. Which again, the the opening is very is like the most movie like of any of the movies. Like from that beginning, the little beginning bit you get of seeing Ta- Tapion's brother die to the whole action scene with the uh, uh, the two Great Saiyan that uh, it was a. Uh, very cinematic, like I said. Yeah, it's if it, it almost because like the series, I believe. No, maybe it didn't. I, I, like I think this was this came out before the series actually ended, but it feels like I mean I, I don't know the manga would have ended by this point, so it feels like you know they're they're kind of like you know almost it's a really nice farewell to the Dragon Ball Z movies for one thing. I think it's a really nice it's a fairly solid it's a really solid story for DBZ as as a whole because you know Dragon Ball Z is generally ended and. Toy wanted money, so they went to GT. But this is kind of a nice kind of farewell, like giving them one last adventure that, is, that doesn't feel too familiar. And as a result, I think to help you know kind of bridge between the series and the other movies, it just ends up being a lot, booking a lot better. And uh, I, I don't know if anybody actually, I, I, I don't think that it's a controversial opinion that this is definitely one of the more, uh, like like just in terms of like the craft of the writing and directing, the better of the. One of the best DBZ movies, especially in a while. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, it's it surprised me watching it because I remembered it being a good movie, but I didn't remember it being like or think of it as being like on the this level as far as like the quality of the story going. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, ask you because I know you're, you're a fan of Videl. What do you think of her in this movie? Because <laughs> I thought she was kind of unnecessarily. Uh, to use a bad word, bitchy at times, or just we- weirdly aggressive in at, in some scenes, and then weirdly, I don't know, weirdly girly in other scenes. I can see with the, with the latter. I'm not sure about the former. I'm not sure what she did that was not, that was any different than what she's done. I guess in movie ten, she just starts randomly yelling Gohan. But but I, I do remember like like. Uh, she is kind of, I don't want to say like, like a damsel in stress, but she kind of gets like way laid, like <laughs> out of the way. Uh, does she get fried by fire at one point? Yeah. Oops. Yeah, uh, Maria commented that she was kind of getting sick of uh, seeing Videl get beat up. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, I, I'm not laughing about that. But okay, I am. But like that is that is a trend that like in movie ten she's kind of messed up, and this one like both she and Gohan fly through, yeah. through buildings and stuff. Yeah, but uh, well, I uh, I guess as far as like her having a uh, a worse attitude than usual, I just thought uh, when they're trying to save the supposed suicide, she was unnecessarily cold towards him. <laughs> Maybe a bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I do, I really do enjoy her being like, great say a woman, great say a girl, or whatever, because, yeah, uh, I believe in Japan, it's actually, that Japanese version is great say a man too, which makes zero sense. Wait, well, they kept that in this one, or at least in the version I watched, they kept that. What? <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I remember playing her a lot as that in uh, the Budokai Tenkaichi games. Um, I, I think I liked her though, I, I, don't, I don't know if like, her bad attitude ever really like, like washed off too much on me, right. so I, I, I like she got she got against the shaft as she always tends to do, but um yeah I, I, I think I liked her fine yeah I, I liked her fine in in uh as her usual character and just in relation with uh, fighting with uh, Gohan but there were moments where she's she mean. Yeah, moments where her personality graded on me, and the moments like we talked about of her getting beat up. That's like, do we really need to see this again? <laughs> when the fire comes through, and she, she's like, ah! <laughs> it's like it's almost it's it's almost like an ongoing running gag, you know. But that must go down. Although, if I actually, actually if I were to compare, I think she has a better showing in movie ten than she does in this movie. Yeah, I'd kind of agree with that. She has some moments in movie ten that I actually quite like. Okay, uh, two things uh, towards towards the ending. Uh, the ridiculous uh, uh, conclusion to the fight. Oh yeah, the dragon fist. The dragon fist and the sort of like coda to the movie with uh, Trunks getting the sword and the yeah. flash of future Trunks. I would very much like to hear your thoughts on those two aspects. Uh, well, the uh, the dragon punch it it I <laughs> it was visually impressive. It looked neat, but it makes absolutely no sense. Like, where does the you know, is it a power that he's using? Is he actually calling forth the dragon energy? <laughs> it, did he learn this technique? Is he summoning up some new strength that he gets with Super Saiyan 3? Or what? It makes no sense. I think it was just something that they did to make a visually striking attack. It's kind of like with the Gogeta in the last movie. Mm-hmm. They they don't really explain the attack. It doesn't really make any sense, but it, it just looks visually striking as something different to kill the, the boss with. And, and kill the, the boss, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it makes good video game moves. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it, it's, it's, it's definitely cool, but... Uh, there's only so much that cool, a coolness factor can override general logic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as far, uh, the ending does uh, make it, it kind of. Uh, if there's a fault with the movie, it does come at the ending because there's that, and then like I said, the Tapion leaving and then leaving Trunks the sword. Continuity wise, that makes absolutely no sense at all. <laughs> and, and why is Tapion leaving in the time machine? <laughs> Where did Bulma suddenly get the other time machine? <laughs> That's a great point. I don't think I actually realized that. Holy crap! What? 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 I, I, I guess you know, after seven years, it makes sense that she would probably make it. But then again, wasn't like they take her twenty years in the other timeline to make that? Yeah, and, and again, why would he leave in that? Where is he gonna go? Oh my god. <laughs> 
and how does you know how does this kid Trunks getting the sword make any sense to the other Trunks having the sword? That is probably one of the most like I don't want to say controversial, but like most confused things in DBC yeah. fandom of all time. Which is a shame because other than that, this movie fits perfectly in continuity with the series. Absolutely. It's like it, it, this and well, the BoJack one are the only ones that really fit, which is nice compared to the uh, the last two that clearly can't made, fit. Yeah, which, uh, that was something I was going to mention with the the last uh, the Fusion Reborn. They mentioned that Goku fights Majin Buu. That Goku had fought Majin Buu in that. Yeah, my 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 personal my head canon in that movie at least it obviously doesn't take place in continuity, but like it almost operates on the idea that Gotenks beat Buu because we have. Gotenks and Super Saiyan 3, but we don't have <laughs> our uh, Ultimate Gohan or, you know, Vegeta's Gohan, Mystic... Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to refrain from that, <laughs> I don't, even though I like it so much, but, uh, you know, Vegeta's still dead. So it's, it's like at some point the Buak just ended a lot earlier than it actually did. Yeah. Yeah, that, I guess I would yeah have to be the, the continuity of that universe or whatever <laughs> for that movie. But yeah, <laughs> continuity. The, but yeah, this one, uh, the the ending does kind of, I guess, just mess things up towards the end for, and sadly, kind of for no reason. Like, I I, I think I get what they were going for of having uh, the Tapion the sword as it's known in fandom, you know, go to trunks and kind of tie in, kind of like you were saying how this is a good cap off to Dragon Ball Z, kind of tying into that arc. Yeah. Or, you know, to that version of the character. I see what they were going for, but it just makes no sense when you really think about it. It makes no sense. It's it's, a, it's almost like I almost got to think that like they're kind of like just rem- reminding you, hey, Future Trunks had a sword, and it's not. I think a lot of people have taken it like you know, is this, are they explaining where Future Trunks got the show the sword? And there's no lead into that kind of thinking, but like they, they, there kind of is because of the flashback. But at the same time, though, it's interesting that like Trunks is a fairly prominent character in this movie. Um, like he's he's always paired off with Goten. It's interesting that, that like, like Trunks, who was a major part of the DBZ when he was, you know, from the future, he get, kind of gets spotlight in a way which it's almost it, it's not a Trunks movie per se, but like, he's definitely like you know in the more important players in a way which kind of has him be a lot more of a sympathetic kid as opposed to a uh, you know obnoxious yeah <laughs> who likes to moon and flip people off. I, I, I was just about to bring that up, which in fairness, I love that version of Trunks. Yeah, but like like this is decidedly a lot more. Uh, kinder to his age than those ones. I mean, as opposed, he's he's basically like, you know a little kid as opposed to Bart Simpson. Yeah, and I, find, I find that interesting. I don't. That I I question a little bit, like you know, what made them decide to go that way with the, this movie and that character. But you know, it's still pleasant all the same. Yeah, uh, I agree. And like I said, I I think it's ni- nice that they put some time into trying to give some insight into his character and how he would feel about being an only child and everything, too. <laughs> That's almost a little sad. I guess he's jealous jealous of Goten. Yeah. Yeah, they don't go right out and say that, but you could kind of, you know, take that. What did you think? We talked about like, the whole, like, the Godzilla thing with, uh, you know, Broly as a poop monster in the, in the movie Eleven. What did you think about yeah. uh, Herudagarn in this movie? I, I liked him, but uh, this is something I wanted to ask uh, you guys is um, because I think a big thing with uh, Dragon Ball Z and the movies uh, specifically right now, but uh, just in general, is that to be a good story or arc, it really hinges on them making a believable 
villain for the characters to face. And I think that's where some of the lesser movies fail is them not making a villain that is believable as a threat to the characters. And I'm wondering if uh, Harutagar, is he really that big a th- – he, does he seem like he should be that big a threat or is it just because he's so big? <laughs> like is it literally just his size that makes him seem like a huge threat or was there something – because I kind of didn't really feel – like watching it, I didn't really feel like he should be that tough for them to beat. Okay. But, but at the same time, like his size and everything makes it – you know makes it kind of work in the movie but as a character you would think that they should be able to you know destroy him a lot easier than they do um i do buy his effectiveness as a villain it might be just because of the size so much more than that um and thinking about it though for the i would say for the overwhelming majority of the movies every villain is kind of bit up to be as stronger than ever and they are defeated in one hit yeah. Um, I mean, some of them I buy more than others. Like, I do buy Garg Jr. being beaten because the whole thing about that is Gohan's hidden power. You know, I I, I just about buy Gogeta defeating Janemba because we know he's a new fusion. But there's right. the other times where like you know, like 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 the, like, like the solution comes out of nowhere. Like like you guys brought up in how movie eight kind of just ends. The entire movie is just really def- crapping on every single character, and then all of a sudden Goku just punches him in the win. Yeah. Um, same thing with this movie. Um, same thing, uh, to an extent with movie nine to a degree. I guess you know, Super Saiyan Go- two Gohan you don't want to be. Like every single villain is built to be a huge threat until they're defeated in one hit, which kind of sucks. And I think that like this is just another example of that. And your your value, the value you place on the villain, kind of depends on how effectively they're made to be threatening, I suppose. Right. So I guess it's kind of like you know your miles may vary. Yeah, pretty much. And like I said, it, I, I would say there. Well, some of the earlier villains, I think, like uh, Lord Slug and uh, oh, who was the one from the world's strongest? The, Doctor Wheeler. Yeah, like some of them, like they they don't really add up to being a, a villain that you think should be as strong or stronger than our heroes. But visually, and they they have enough. Uh, I think character to try to hold it up, you know, and like say your bi- mileage may vary on those. So yeah, but but yeah, I would say uh, Rudigar he works as a villain, but it is mostly because of the design and the size. I think that's what pulls him out of you know being in the lower categories of move of DBZ villains, I guess. I agree. I, I like his design generally. I think that's a very, kind of a cool design yeah. and. I think, I think all the villains in this movie don't really talk, so that kind of, that's a bit effective. Yeah. yeah uh, oh, I, I actually, watching it, I had completely forgotten that he has a second form. I was actually surprised by that. And I was, I was surprised when uh, I forgot that Trunks and Goten did the fusion in this one, too. I forgot. So when those moments happened, it was kind of a nice surprise. Well, I remember that, like, I'll, I'll say this with Jesse uh, when I record with him, that uh, all these movies I saw in Je- – well, except for movie 11 – uh, the movies 10, 12, and 13 I saw in Japanese first. And I think that, like, uh, Gotenks in this movie was one of the first times I saw Gotenks. Where they, they do the fusion, fusion dance perfectly and immediately go into Super Saiyan 3. I thought that was, like, that was very, very impressive. And, like, I do like yeah. the fact that, like, the villain's made stronger by something that Gotenks does. Which is not, like, you know, that's not really Gotenks' fault, necessarily. He wasn't trying to do that. But, like, I thought that was a very interesting kind of turn in the story. Yeah. I just, although I just realized that was the exact same thing that happened in the last movie, 
where Goku punched uh, Janemba oh, in the yeah. cage. So it's like they copied themselves. There's always a sense of like 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 uh, writer's block with these movies. Yeah, which is a bit unfortunate. Uh, 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 speaking of watching this in Japanese first, though, because I that uh, that's actually how I saw him too uh, the first time, and I was uh, going to bring up if you guys knew about the that this movie is does have a very infamous uh, fan sub of it from the early days. Is it just one where they're swearing all the time? Yeah, this one, mostly Vegeta. Like Vegeta uh, apparently swears up a storm, and it kind of <laughs> led to the Japanese version of Dragon Ball Z having this reputation that, oh yeah, in the Japanese version they curse all the time and they're hardcore and they say f this and yeah, head off. Well, I I I, I totally just like guess that because I just remember just in general uh, back then, like they said, oh anime and GBZ especially because it is can't it can get so violent and because it gets so action packed, naturally the the sw- the language would be a lot harsher. So I just I just I, I just figured that like you know there's like you know like 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 you destroyed my home. I'm you know f this every like like which yeah. at no point and like, like this is still a show for kids. Like at no point did any of the characters talk like that. Yeah, exactly. Especially but with yeah, like yeah. Uh, in the movie Eleven with Trunks' behavior, you he, like he just says, "This swears like a sailor," but no, not really. <laughs> but yeah, there that that's a uh, pretty infamous uh, in the fandom of that the the uh, what would you call it the fan sub of this one that has Vegeta <laughs> just saying the f bomb like pretty much his entire dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if I saw that one specific. I feel like I have. Um, by the time I saw the Japanese versions, I think, like, by the time I saw the movies, like, like from beginning and not just clips, I think they were subbed by people who were li- a bit more faithful to the original dialogue as best as they could be. So I don't know if I saw, but I, I just remember that was just, again, going back to the fandom of, like, you know, yesteryear, that was just in the water that, like, especially later, later, later in the series, every time, you know, somebody got punched in the face, they would, like, kind of react by just, you know, just being being blue in the face with swear language and <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious because like this this is still like kind of a goofy show, so not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, something else I wanted to ask uh, you guys because uh, I know there uh, you have had a lot of uh, complaints about the lack of uh, any. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what you call it. Uh, the, the, basically, the ease of which uh, Dragon Balls have been hunted in like the, the movies and in the uh, there at the end with the the Namics just having them. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that, that's that's definitely at least an observation that we've had. Yeah. So, uh, what did you think of the little montage where we actually see a little bit of effort put into collecting them, and we see where they have to go to? you know, gather at least a few of the Dragon Balls in this one. It reminded me of movie three, where, like, that movie starts off with, like, you know, oh, yeah. only you can prevent forest fires, so let's find the Dragon Balls <laughs> as Chala had Chala play the background. <laughs> 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 oh, that was a change of pace, especially, like, like, uh, like Stella pointed out in movie 12, like, you know, they're just in your errands golf course, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know in, in the, uh, I forget exactly what I say. Is that I'm, I'm a bit of a hypocrite. I don't know how much of a problem I may have expressed with that, but I don't really have a problem with it here in this in this uh, instance. Right. Because the, the plot, I guess, the plot kind of needs it, and you know, this would be a good time for the Dragon Balls to be used. Yeah. Well, I, I, actually, I guess that was my thought. Is that I thought it was a, a nice change from the how quickly they've done it in other ones. 
recently, or in you know the other parts of the story, mm-hmm. or other movies and things. I mean, it, it, I, it, you can't deny that it's just like mega convenient that the Namekians have it hiding behind their backs the moment that Kaiosha and the others return to Namek. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like do you want to watch Dragon Ball Z or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, is, is there anything else you want to uh, say about Wrath of Dragon before we get to the your score? Uh, let me see. I think. Um, oh, uh, uh, this this be uh, a, a note I put down uh, for uh, Jesse specifically. Uh, what the hell is up with Roshi? <laughs> 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 that that was a pretty interesting little bit out of nowhere of him just trying to grope Videl in the Bulma. Yeah, the, I'm trying to think if uh, this this is a very specific part. Of it. I'm trying to think if he ever was like that direct in the manga. I think he probably was, but uh, like probably in Dragon Ball, but not so much in Dragon Ball Z. I don't remember. I think the last time he did that was like when they in the beginning of the, of the Saiyan arc where like he meets Bulma and like kind of like proposes her. She she hits him, but I don't remember that like he does that again and again and again. Where like you know it's not like he's trying to sneak a grab. He's just like oh hey come here and like he gets punched. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, uh, there was a lot of Gohan moments that I liked in this one. Uh, the all the great Saiyan stuff. Oh, that, yeah, that, that's great Saiyan stuff. Was awesome. Yeah, both both of them actually I really like the the one at the opening and the one later where uh, they fight the the lower half of Harutagar. Mm-hmm. I like that, and I like the I really like the uh, power, little power up moment he gets in that fight. I think just generally, and it kind of goes back to like uh, the animation because like, it takes place at nighttime. And yeah. he's wearing, like, you know, kind of an olive green costume. Adele has, like, her kind of, like, you know, turquoise blue costume. So I think that, like, it almost looks like a kind of a superhero cartoon where, like, you know, they're kind of flying around. And it looks really nice. And Gohan, oh, yeah. I think these movies, I think, you know, you can say bad parts about Gohan, but I think he does come off as a badass in the ones that he appears in. Yeah, he he does. I think, uh, like, with uh, Dragon Ball Z, you know, itself, it just, he kind of gets, he comes off really good, but then he gets shot to the side when he really shouldn't be to make <laughs> Goku the hero. Or- well, that's a big problem I have with, like, Goku's, you know, sure you can, is that, like, what do you mean Super Saiyan 3 Goku can beat this guy, but Mystic Gohan can't? Yeah. And I know that, like, that ultimately isn't that big of a deal, but because I kind of came up in fandom that really paid attention to power levels, it's a bit it's a bit annoying. <laughs> right. Well, that, that is actually a big problem. That's probably the biggest problem I have with the movie, to be honest. <laughs> right, uh... But I, I like the uh, little uh, uh, the little shot they have of uh, Goku, Gohan, and Goten all powering up. That that's a really nice and kind of a classic shot. Absolutely, that's a favorite moment of mine. That that and, uh, their triple Kamehameha movie ten are like great moments that are kind of yeah. rare in the main series, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, oh, the only other uh, criticism I had: why didn't they use the sword more for fighting Harutagar? Because Trucks gets it and is able to cut his tail off. You can see that it works, you know. Extremely why well. Didn't t- why didn't he just use- toss it to Goku and beat him that way? Because if Goku can't do it, who can? <laughs> well, then let Goku use the sword. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, Go- Trunks was like, I'm going to slice you again. He's like, no, Trunks, this is my battle. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> just, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> that makes no sense. Uh, uh. Yeah. So that kind of yeah I, I I don't know maybe that's why that like uh, uh, Tapion gives him the source like you know if if this crap ever happens again you know what to do don't call Goku and just do it yourself yeah <laughs> so there is that but um okay so uh, out of seven or do you have anything else oh no that's it uh, that's all I have and uh, I would try to think 
I guess I would uh, probably put this. I'm surprised to say, but I would put this at a seven. I probably put this over the last one and put it pretty high up there. I I would say this uh, comes uh, become kind of becomes my favorite, except for maybe uh, Battle of Gods. I think I might have might still hold that one up above this. But that's a good sign that the movies just keep getting better, actually, or at least that these last few ones have gotten better and better. Well, it's interesting. Like, 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 so you would put this over the, all the original 13. Like, this is the best, the last one. I, I kind of would. I, I'd okay. Have to kinda, I'd kind of have to go back and look at all of them, like, you know, more closer together to see how I'd rank them all. But it, it's the, if it's not the top, it's definitely at the top. Okay. It's definitely, in my opinion, I'll probably, get, I'll probably uh, expound upon this with Jesse, but it's definitely the the like the best in a long while. Like if you compare it to like the last few we've done, this one is better than a lot the all the ones we've done recently. I feel then I think that like this is definitely in the conversation for the best of the original DBZ movies. Yeah, I would definitely put that up there. Very cool, awesome. And I, 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 I like the fact that uh, Battle of Gods is so high up on your list as well. So. Yeah, I, when I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed that one too. Which I guess is the other nice thing that they've these ones with really good story have just taken me by surprise. Which it may be a bad thing that you don't expect as much from Dragon Ball Z, but when they add it in there, it's really nice. Okay, uh, just just for my sake, my benefit, like you said, giving this a seven, you gave movie twelve a six. Was that right? Yeah. Movie eleven got a two. Ha <laughs> ha. And movie ten got a five. Is that right? Yeah. Okie dokie. Very cool. Um, I, I that'll that'll be interesting when we go over. I'm not, I have no clue how uh, Jesse thinks of these. I don't know why I think of these, but uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I look forward to hearing that when you get when you finish and add up the or edit up the episode. <laughs> oh yes, I think this will be an extravaganza. Uh, so thank you very much as always, Daniel, for pitching in. I, it's a bit it's a bit different this time because of a. Uh, huh, I don't want to say. I don't know if I want to reveal why we're doing this this way, but uh, uh, the real life problems, I guess, be this way. Put it. <laughs> real life hijinks more more than anything else. <laughs> but uh, absolutely. Uh, thank you very much for pitch hitting in, and uh, we hope to hear from you again, man. Yeah. Well, thanks as always. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, you know, an honor and a pleasure to you know get to talk Dragon Ball Z with you guys. Thank you very much. Drain its energy, that's when it can be attacked. <laughs> Struck a nerve. You call that a punch? You'll have to do better than that. <laughs> Don't quit now. We just started. Working. 
That's it, keep roaring. I'm still standing! Come on. Um, so, yeah, that will be the end. That's a, our final movie special. Well, for the most part. <laughs> Guess what we're going to do next time. Uh, next time, I, I, I'll admit, at the last hour, I've kind of switched up the order for what we're going to cover. Originally, I was going to say we're going to cover Go, uh, Goku and his friends return and Battle of Gods, but I've, I neglected to remember that, like, we should t- cover Son Goku and his friends return and episode of Bart before hitting Bell of Gods, because that's just the way that they're produced. So, yeah, and I'm actually, I've actually been excited to cover episode of Bardock since, uh, since I heard about it, so. Oh, yeah. Both of these are, uh, both of these are 30-minute specials, uh, or OVAs, as, as the way he says, and both of these, um, it's interesting, both of these are, are, have yet to be dubbed, so we'll be watching these in their original Japanese subtitled iteration. Something kind of fun. I'm down with that. And they were both released around like around in the last few years, so like we're done. Except for the very end of the anime, we're done with like the pre old stuff. We're now in the modern stuff, kind of. So get ready for that. Um, now I might watch, I might watch the Bardock special in in preparation, just or at least like skim some of it, just to kind of kind of get familiar with what happened before. I'm sure it'll it'll probably show some of that. Yeah, they kind of remind you of it in the beginning of it. I've only seen it once, but uh. Should, should be tons of fun. So yeah, next episode will be uh, Yo, Son Goku and his friends return, and episode of Bardock, which is an interesting story in itself. Um, so Jesse, uh, final of the traditional movie specials, any last thoughts before we uh, uh, leave these movie specials in the dust? Uh, if you have a uniform, could will one day try it on. <laughs> well said. <laughs> and and, and you'll, you'll confuse your friend for him. Absolutely. Um, okay, guys, that was our April episode. I know it's something a little later than most, but uh, hopefully the April Fool's special to tide you over it. Hopefully I can get this edited uh, before the month runs out. Probably can. But uh, until next time, we shall cover those two specials. This has been us, and we will see you for the next episode. Adios. Thank you for listening to The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. You can find the show and leave feedback at dbznextdimension.libson.com or write in for emails at dbznextdimension at hotmail.com. If you like what we're doing, please send us feedback at iTunes or like us on Facebook. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Kai are all owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. Dragon Ball is created by Akira Toriyama. Dragon 
You better not tell me. 